going on? Dude, how's huh? your day been today? My day, um, I actually been pretty like easy going. Have you had a crazy day or something? No, that's why I asked. <laughs> today was very easy going too. Was it? Yeah, I mean, what is today? Today is the eleventh, I believe. So, uh, yes. So today is a week after the first of the month, so people are starting to settle down now with everything because bills was crazy the first week. Yeah. So now but the fifteenth is coming back up on Tuesday. And yeah, I, that. I think it's a four-day weekend, isn't it, for the military? I think um, I heard that the liquor store. I'm not sure what's going on. You want some ice? Yeah. What is going on with the? The only thing that I'm seeing is that it's Flag Day. Flag Day. So I'm yeah. guessing appreciation for the American flag. Yeah, I mean that that seems like enough reason to give the military a four-day weekend. You know, I wish I got a fucking four-day weekend, but I work in capitalist America. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta work hard, suffer now. Yeah, man. I kind of do. Oh, goddamn. Alcohol abuse. Um, I have been taking that mentality recently where it's like, I don't, and this might be bad, but I don't take too much time to like enjoy myself. You know what I mean? Like after the hard work is done and shit, like you just kind of look for more hard work to do because you know that it's there. So you might as well do it now. And then, and when you get older, you eventually it's going to pay off. Even if the reward isn't very immediate, you get that feeling when you finally like catch up with certain things and then you're like, all right, I should chill out now. But then you start feeling like you're about to explode because you're not doing anything. Absolutely. And I didn't used to have that feeling. (laughs) I used to be totally okay with sitting playing the game and shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think it was damn it wasn't you it was Rash- do you remember uh rashad brown kind of tall yeah. lanky black guy yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i think he's doing music in nashville mm-hmm. but y'all have to hit him up see what he's doing mm-hmm. um but uh he shared something i think it i think it was him that said uh you're at you're you're at the age right now where um people are going to start giving up on themselves and this is where you should push through and I kind of realized that in myself where I'm like, you know, maybe whatever I'm getting into, I could have gotten into a little bit younger. So maybe I'm at a disadvantage. So I try. And then I'm like, no, what the fuck? Like, you're never too old to like try some new shit. You know what I mean? And it's, it's people don't have that same work ethic. And it's important to realize that that way it gives you that advantage. It's I think you're you're totally right, and I've started thinking about it, but I think of it a little bit, too, as, like, a maybe a new age thing. Is it the new generation? Yeah. You know? Is, is, is that what's kind of changing the mentality? Because I feel like we might be where we got to work hard, like I said, suffer now to endure later. Correct, yeah. You know? And we also kind of realize that, like, we're not going to have it as easy as, like, our grandparents or our parents even have it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I know a few guys who are in my dad's generation who are retired they don't do shit now granted it's like retired from the military they also get disability and shit i tried to join the military i got denied from the from the army and the air force so i don't have that opportunity Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. for uh especially living in a military town living the civilian life is very uh alien to a lot of people that you talk to oh yeah you know it is it definitely is it's Man, it's 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 definitely it really sucks that you're denied that opportunity too. Um 
No big deal. I can see my kids every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so then it, it also opens other doors for you as well. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I think about trying to do some of the shit that I'm, I do now on a military schedule. You know, like the, the lack of sleep that the military can get sometimes. I'm big on Man, I'm a big sleeper. Honestly, I love to sleep. You know, I'll sleep. If you give me the opportunity, I'll sleep fucking nine, ten hours, you know, and I'll wake up and get shit done. You know, the military, they work 16-hour days. I give them so much respect to wake up every morning at, like, what, 4 or 5 in the morning to get ready? <laughs> oh, I mean, I wake up at 5 in the Dude, morning. Dude, I but... give you so much respect for that, too, because I'm, I'm struggling. They they do. They get up, and they uh, they go and do PT and shit, which I'm kind of jealous of. I wish I had time to, like, work out in the morning. Yeah. But it's always for me after work, you know, mm-hmm. so I just try to, like, feel up for that. But And I, and I have noticed, too the the especially like in our generation there are some jacked fucking soldiers man like oh, fuck like, yeah like more so it, the way and I, and I may be way incorrect but the, the way i heard my dad and some older guys talk about it was like pt becomes optional at a certain point you know what i mean mm-hmm. you don't really have to do it which i think in that standard is important to kind of keep keep that um, air about you that like if you're an NCO you should probably be in pretty good shape you know that way you, your younger guys aren't like oh man like why are you in charge I can do X Y and, and I may be getting the culture of, of the military way wrong but it's I, th- I think a certain amount of respect plays into you being physically fit if you're a leader it's also out of out of uh, you gotta sh- you gotta show what you're expecting by representing it. Yes. You know, like if you, if you're expecting your soldiers to look a certain way, to talk a certain way, to treat people a certain way, you definitely need to be doing the same thing. 100%. 100%. You know, that's, it's, it goes with everyone and everything. You know, you, so that's a good segue into you. You are a business owner and you're mm-hmm. fairly young, you know, you're mm-hmm. 26, right? Yeah. I'm about to be 27 now in August. Damn, man. Yeah. So when did you open <laughs> Vanilla Gorilla? So it was actually Pup that had opened the business. Okay. Pup. I had worked with Pup at some other businesses as well at tattoo shops. Yeah. So we first, I first met him at Killer Rabbit. where pretty much where like he had started at. Okay. And then from there I worked with him at Cloak and Dagger as well. And he's also followed me around to all the other shops and, uh, I came to him at one point about a business plan to to open a shop just because I was tired of, you know, not getting treated fairly or I was tired of seeing other people get not getting treated fairly either. Right. So I came to him with the plan and, and then um, I ended up changing my plan to try and get a home. Okay. But instead of doing a home, um, the home didn't fall through for me. And what he ended up doing was he ended up opening a shop. And he just had it waiting. You know, he would work there. He was working his own hours, doing his own thing. And every time he would, he would tell me all the time, like, man, when are you coming over? When are you going to come with me and whatnot? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'll be all right. I'm okay. And then eventually I ended up going with him. And um, as soon as I went there, he was like, it's about time you finally got here. You know, like, I've been waiting for you to get here. Yeah. Like, you know, he's always told me from the beginning, the shop, the shop was always to be for me. It's just, he was always like a guardian angel. He helped me start everything. Yeah. So you're pretty fortunate in the sense that 
you really had someone kind of guide you into what you do now. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely guided me into it and he's still guiding me, man. Like you think you think you can catch up with it, but then it's just more to it. Yeah. It does but there has to be a certain sense of freedom. I mean, you don't necessarily answer, you don't answer to anybody except for the clients that you want to take. Now. Now. At, yeah, at well, this I mean, point. Yeah, now that you own your own business. Yeah, well, it's also the volume. I'm just right. getting so much okay. of the volume, it's coming back to the time thing. And then it's like, you know, I can't, I want to help everybody. I want to do everybody's tattoo. But the thing is, is I don't have time for everybody. Right. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to show up here, man. I mean, it's, it's scheduling too. Yeah. The biggest thing is patience. You know, people don't want to wait. They don't. That's very true. I know I get impatient because I'm <laughs> very, okay. I'm very like, uh, if yeah. I want it, like if I want to buy a new piece of equipment, mm-hmm. I will find a way to make that fucking money so that I don't have to like wait and, you know, wait on it. Cause then you have to wait for shipping and all that sort of shit. Like, Same. so I understand that like Same. that tattooing, like if, if I'm like, yo, I got this idea. I want to get it done like now. Right. You know? So you have to, you also have to, so that in that sense, you have to sell yourself on a per perspective of you know why why would you want to wait for me right who am yeah. i so you have to be very active on social media i, and do. I noticed you started do. doing live videos yeah. too yeah so i started doing live videos i started i need to take more and posting again responding to people again it yeah. just got to a point where i couldn't even keep up with anything Wow. Like it was, I was three, four months booked out. So have you thought about hiring anybody to take your messages for you? Like even on social media, like Facebook and shit? I have. And I have done it before and it worked really good. It was awesome. Yeah. But it's a matter of paying the person. Paying the person wasn't the problem either because it was just, yeah. you know, I was, it was able to keep flow. up with yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. The, I think what really was the killer of it was she found a better opportunity to work a job. Uh, was that that chick that was that I talked to when I came in for this one? Mm. Shorter hair. Yes. Yeah. The Two young, little piercings. Yeah, right the here. young chick. She was like nineteen Brady, or something like that. Brady. Brady yep. Yeah. She's a blessing, dude. She she'll help me with with scheduling and whatnot. But what it, she just found a better job opportunity. Yeah. And you can't fault anybody. Nah, dude. I was like, go for it, girl. Like, yeah. try it out. That's always so bittersweet, though, when like you really vibe with somebody and you get good energy and everything, and you guys, you know. And I just haven't looked for someone since then. Yeah. Because it's it's like, I tried one person, it didn't work out, and then it's like ah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. deal with this no more. Oh, trust me, I get it. <laughs> I I'm so my job isn't anywhere near as cool as yours. You know, I work at Train. I'm a team leader there, so I have my own guys that I have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. And right now we're in the in the process of replacing somebody, and it's like, fuck, man, like my my crew is already pretty good. I don't to get someone new, I'd have to train them and get them with that mentality and everything. So it's like, I get that. Um, so what I wanted to lead into with that though was we were talking about setting the standard, you know, and lead by example. Do you? do that in your like how important is that in in what you do i am now i didn't at first you didn't at first i didn't at first that's no. good that you like realize that self-discipline I mean, yeah you know it's it's that's i think that's why i try not to be i try to be so humble about this but you also have to have so much confidence in yourself right you right. have to have confidence in yourself but be humble about it and 
But I feel like that's why I'm going to make a good business owner is because I'm able to realize when I'm wrong. Yeah. If if yeah. So, if I know I'm wrong and you tell me I'm wrong and, and, and you can explain it to me and, and change my mind. Yeah. And I'm willing to, even if I'm stubborn about it, dude, you can tell me how I'm wrong and I'll, I'll sit here pissed off. And you know what? You're going to click my gear and I'm still going to be pissed off and I'm going to say, fuck, you're right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it comes to the point where you're more mad at yourself because you... A hundred percent. You didn't have enough uh, insight or like uh, just perspective to like see a situation for what it is. Yeah. 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 And then you... I let it go so far. You know, you, you let it go so far, then you have to catch up. Right. Yeah. That is the difficult part because... Uh, you let's you, you allow something to happen for so long, and then it's cool and everything, and then you go through a period where like you got to act like it's cool, and you're like, oh no, I'm so alright with it. But in your head, you're like, no, I know this is fucking wrong. No, you're right. Yeah, and yeah. then and then you go to change whatever it is, you get that resistance. Right, that's the most awkward part. Right, and and that's so you have to you have to. I'm glad I I've realized this, so now I have to lead by example. Right, and. And is it's hard. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because like, <laughs> even if it's like showing up, like showing up, first of all, is the hardest part to anything. And showing up is more than just physically being there. It's, it's having the mentality. It's being there with it. You know what I mean? In the moment. It, you, and, and you have to, I don't know about you, but with me and customer satisfaction and, and going to work. Right. Dude, I'm I get so upset when I see people come in the work or to I go to a gas station and someone's just having a shitty ass day and I can see it. Yeah. I'm the I'm the person that's just like, why don't you just go fucking home? If you if you're so upset like this, just go fucking home today. Right. Take the day off. Yeah. You know, but I've always been the one like you got when you go to work, you, no matter what's going on with your day, you have to let that go. Yeah, because then people coming in through that door, coming for you or coming for whatever business you're working for, they have to have you got to give them a good experience, dude. Right. See, and I'm not in customer service. I don't deal with customers <laughs> at all, and and happy about that part. Yeah. First of all. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, but uh, energy affects everybody. Energy. Yes. Know? So if you come in with a shitty attitude to anywhere, you come to my house, into work, into the store. It could be a random person walking by. If I don't like their vibe, that fucks up my shit. You know what I mean? Like then I then I have to realign myself with however I'm trying to be. And it's not always easy to make that decision. I'm not gonna let this affect me. Because then it's it's I was I was listening to an interview with a philosopher and it's um this idea of the mind parasite. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And a mind parasite is essentially like the same way that like a virus would get a hold of you in your in your physical body. That idea gets a hold of your mind, and then it just spreads and, and latches onto other ideas, and you relate everything back to whatever negative experience you're feeling. So you have to learn to just push that shit away. It's it's also a, a you can you can talk things into existence. Oh yeah. I feel like you can think shit into it. Oh, oh, yeah. You, Sometimes you, you, don't, you don't even have to talk. And you think it. something is going to go a certain way. That's it. And it will happen because it's preordained in your mind. You, you know what you I mean? You tell yourself something, man, and, and it'll right. it just, it changes. But it's, it's easier with negative shit versus mm-hmm. positive shit. Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to do something for yourself, like I would like to make this uh, a second income for myself. I'm not there yet. 
But I keep that in my head where I'm like, you just got to keep getting better, keep getting better. But the minute that I'm like, this will never happen, and I believe it, then it will never happen. It, it's when it stops becoming a job, man. Like, that's how it felt for me with tattooing. Yeah. It, it really came in a big rush, mainly during COVID. Mm-hmm. That's when it really kicked off because that's when the demand for tattooing just took off. And then yeah. it became, you know, now I just can't tattoo everybody. Sometimes I got to start picking people. Right, and, and I right. gotta, I gotta make my time worth it. Yeah. So that video you sent me, you like that? Yeah, dude, I, I love that because I understand he put that in such a real perspective. It's not how, it's not how long it takes you to do the work. It's the quality of the work, but it's realizing your own value. And when he said, "Cause I'm good," I he's, he said, I, "I can make you a logo that will last for 15 years before you have to update it." I know what I'm worth. And I remember when I came in to get my tattoo from you, you were indecisive about pricing tattoos because to you, your art comes easy. That's what you're good at. It's what you're passionate about. When you're passionate about something, it's, it's easy. It doesn't matter the amount of work yeah. you have to put into it. So would you say now that like you stopped charging by the hour and started charging by the quality of work? I never charged by the hour. You didn't. I charged by... The sizing, okay. The difficulty and just the placement, okay. But now it's charging of my time, right? Right. Now it's you know what's the tattoo? Do you want to do it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Now it's the tattoo. You know, you're and still you're still gonna get a good deal. Yeah. It's just, is it is it is this worth me being able to do the tattoo, still make some money? Yeah, and not be stressed out because I'm having to do some crazy tattoo I don't want to do. Right. So then, would you say that you more look for tattoos that challenge you? Sometimes. Sometimes it kind of depends on the mood. Depends. Yeah, Yeah. because I don't want to experiment on people. Right. I get that. Yeah. I'll experiment on my friends if they're like, "Yeah, man, you know, try tattooing my mom on my face or something." (laughs) Like, yeah, whatever. But if if it's a customer, for sure, no, Ooh. man. You know, I'm I'm not gonna experiment on people like that. At right. All. So you kind of, I mean, you know the limit of your ability, but you're also always getting better. You yeah. Know, you're, like you, I'd, I'd imagine you still like look at new techniques or look at a new way to do anything. For sure. And then that's where you know now it's starting to affect a pricing and my time. Yeah. I was talking about this to a lady last night. I was tattooing and I was explaining to her. Um, she she actually did bring it up. She's like, hey, I kind of noticed. It seems like, I mean, it's okay, you know, we've already paid it, but it seems like it was a little bit more than we were expecting, like you would have done last time. And I'm like, you know, I understand that, and this is why. I've started moving on to stainless steel tubes, so it's a little bit more costly to right. afford. I have to spend time cleaning those things. You know, so that's time I'm also spending cleaning those things. Um, I'm using, like, more top-of-the-brand products. Like, my tattooing gel is, like, an actual tattoo product, you know? Okay. Um, I'm not... Like, I wouldn't say cutting corners, because it was, like... I was just using Aquaphor at first, but now I'm using, like, tattoo name brand thing. Right. So now, not only I'm putting more money into my equipment... And the things I'm using. Yeah. So am I supposed to make up the difference for it by just taking the hit or 
am I gonna have to raise my pricing? Of course, you raise you raise, you raise your pricing because my quality is gonna go up too. Right, and the the crazy thing about that too is like you explain that to customers who ask the question, mm -hmm. they'll weed themselves out because if they don't appreciate what you're doing, the quality that you're providing, they'll leave, and you don't want those people anyway. Fuck mm -hmm. those people, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Like, I that's I yeah. It definitely does weed people out because from there. I'm not going to say I'm the best tattoo artist ever, you know, mm. like. Because the minute you say that, you stop getting better. Dude, no. There are people that will wipe my shit across the floor. Like, they <laughs> yeah. will they will run circles around Yeah, me. I actually followed a Swedish tattoo artist because of you. He does the, I think the moon tattoos. Oh, Andres. Yeah. Andres. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's an idol. Yeah, and it, it, he, but he seems also very humble and even, like, down to deciding his tattoos. You know, he said that people would be surprised how indecisive he gets about tattoos, but I understand because he's a tattoo artist, he's covered in tattoos, so if he takes up more real estate on his body, you know. But yeah, like, um, so I like I, I also I look at your inspirations uh, for your because I don't I don't know any fucking tattoo artist, man. You know, but there are some extremely interesting art forms out there. I ran into there was a, a tattoo convention. I want to say like a week or two ago in yeah. Nashville. Um, I ran into a higher brand tattoo company, and we went out to drink. And I was asking the guy like, "Hey, who all is with you guys?" You know, and he brought up this guy named Boris. And Boris is a tattoo artist that I follow on Instagram that right. I, I look up to as well. Yeah. And I was like, "What do you mean, Boris? Like Boris, Boris?" He's like, yeah, that's Boris. So I look it up. I'm like, hey, is this the guy? He's like, yeah. And I go up to Boris, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude, you're, you're inspiration. Yeah. You know, like, the way he does things, the way, like, just inspiration. Right. And he was so humble. Like, as soon as I realized who he was, he was like, oh, man, you know, I'm nobody. You know, I'm just, I'm just another person. Yeah. Bought me a drink. Super humble, dude. That's fucking Super, awesome. And it's to see someone that you think is untouchable, right? It's like wow. And he he brings himself down to a person level. Humble right? yourself, man. Yeah. So it's always, but it's nerve wracking meeting your idols because you never know how they're going to act. Yeah. Because you have this image of them in your mind. They're almost they're almost a deity because mm -hmm. you don't know them personally, so you never know what their personality is really like. So you just have this idea, and you hope that they can live up to it when you meet them in person. And uh, I've heard of a lot of people meeting the people that they look up to, and then their sh shit just gets shattered. You know what I mean? Like, That's always scary. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrifying because then you have this idea of, of, of reality in something you're passionate about, and you find out. Like, it was for me, it's just something simple. Like, a, like a, it could be an Instagram comment. Like, I look up to this powerlifter, Ed Cohn. He's a great powerlifter, he's, he's fucking built to do that. Then he left some comments on some chick's Instagram, mm -hmm. and I'm like, ah, it makes yeah, it yeah. Makes and I'm like, you know, I I don't think I like you anymore. Like, I, I'll respect your lifting, cool, but as a person, I'm not so much interested in you anymore. So let me ask you this: Do you think you're able to still f differentiate, like, you art can, art from the artist? No, no, no. You, um. Are you are you able to still be friends with people that have very outlandish viewpoints like you? Like, let's say that dude. Would you would you still be to the point where like, yeah, you you know, you're 
you may be shitty with whatever, but that's between you and them. Are you um, still going to associate? Or are you still going to be like, you know, that's between you and them? I'll be cordial. Right. right but, okay. like, I wouldn't bring that guy around my family. That's right. how I look at it. Right. Like, I was having this conversation at work the other day. And I don't know if this makes me a shitty person for the way I will separate stuff. But let's say it was in it was in reference to like my kids, me being a parent. Yeah. And I was like, if I found out a dude was hitting his wife, I'd probably just be like, you can stay the fuck over there. I don't fuck with you. Don't ever come around me or my family. That's it. I wouldn't talk to that guy because that's a grown woman. They can handle their own business. Yeah. But if I found out a dude hit his kids, beat his kids, then I'd have to fuck that dude up. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's levels. There's levels. <laughs> that instinct starting yeah. to come in from yeah. having a child, huh? Right. Oh, ah. it, it didn't. It's not starting. It's been here for oh, four years. Yeah, yeah. Like, is uh, the the minute I had a child, I realized like, I, I I don't fuck with anybody who who hurts kids in in any way emotionally. Like, I got this guy across the street over here cusses at his kids, which I mean, like I've slipped out a damn or a hell or shit. Yeah, yeah. To my kids, like. Sparing, but me. like verbally this abusing. This dude's like, get the fuck out of my car, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And my son heard it one day, and I had to talk to him about it. And be like, hey, buddy, you look uncomfortable. And he's like, yeah, I don't like the way he talks to his kids. I like essentially, that's like, good. And I was like, you should feel that way because his, his other kid was crying. He like whooped his kid or whatever. Which I'm not against spanking your kid, but it's it's different with that shit. You know what I mean? It's like his go-to. For me, it's like a last resort. I don't want to fucking hit my kid. Man, but that's like... Some people, that's a normality thing. Right, and I I get that. There's different cultures. I mean, shit, I grew up with Puerto Ricans. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different lifestyle. I grew up around Asians and Puerto Ricans, so it's like... I know different cultures, and it's not like that. But that's... It it shouldn't be a culture. That should not be a culture. I I agree with you. There's always... I'm not going to say there's always another answer... Because sometimes a kid needs to get whooped. Of course. You know, like not, Hell yeah. But not beat. You know, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm from, like, I keep with, with my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've had, uh, I guess, I don't, I don't want to go into, like, details or anything. But, like, I had someone in the family threaten my son with spatula. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah. And I, I showed him spatula. And he, he it, it was two people. Two people that don't do that shit. They were like, I showed him the spatula. He he laid right down and went to sleep. And I was like, Don't ever threaten my son with that fucking spatula. And they were like, No, I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't gonna. I was like, I know you're not. But you can't. Like, you can't do that, man. Like, do what? You you, you can't be threatening him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Think, oh like, man. If if I'm not gonna do it, you don't do it. I mean, hell yeah. Like, How would? Like, what it, you gonna do if I hit your kid? You know, you know, yeah, like, yeah, bro, come like, on, man. <laughs> if if I found out that they had actually whooped my son with that spatula, then they're getting whooped with that spatula, and it's not just gonna be on the butt. Dude, you know what I mean? Like, what what are you doing touching someone else's kid? Exactly, and, and it's it's, I I do have to remove barriers when someone is um in charge of my kid. Like, if I leave my kid with somebody in the family mm-hmm. always with family never never outside mm-hmm. um and they have to get loud with my son my you know because my one-year-old he's still like he's one and a half you know mm-hmm. he's not really you 
you can't yell at them and expect results. Well, you got to be so, firm. Right, yeah. You got to be firm. So with the four-year-old, he gets an attitude. Mm-hmm. And I've realized he's he's a watered-down version of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so he, <laughs> it's, it's, it's terrible because you can't parent yourself. How the fuck do you do that? <sighs> so That's a uh, really good point. Yeah, actually. yeah. Because wow. I, 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 I always put it in perspective of like I was trying to do it like, okay, how did I act when I was a kid? Right? But I realize... I can't think about him as a younger me at like when I was a kid. I can't think about that way because the, he doesn't think the same as I did when I was a kid. He thinks the way I think now because his only influence on being a boy is well not only but his main influence is me. You know what I'm saying? Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it and I, I realized it and I've I think I've I've said this people who listen they're going to get tired of me talking about it but I realized it when we were listening to um, a sad song, you know, mm-hmm. and he was like, Daddy, this song is kind of sad. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I agree, baby. And he was like, but I, I like it. And I'm that same way. I love sad shit, you know, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> I've been looking at this all wrong, you know. So it's just, it, it's interesting looking at uh, the development of your child, you know, and how different even my two kids are. So, wow. Do you think uh, the kids are picking sides between mom and dad? Uh, no, it, it, it's individual relationship with both of us, but also a combination. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at different times, my wife and I step into different and interchangeable roles. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas like we, we play off of each other very well, where like if one of us gets a little bit too worked up, the other one's fairly calm or vice versa you know so they're not really like favorable of anybody yet um i'd say i'm definitely the favorite parent ah i i, I am i am and it's not <laughs> is, it, is she gonna agree it's so she yeah she will agree oh. she, i think i think right now the four-year-old is kind of playing almost a balancing act mm-hmm. where he's starting to become a little bit of a mama's boy but he's still like he's starting to realize that boys and girls are different and that girl shit is lame and that he likes only boy shit. And I'm like, he's like, that's girl stuff. That's stupid. Or so I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. like he'll still go and like pretend to put on makeup with my wife in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so it's not all the way dumb. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know? And uh, that's also a weird line to toe, you know, as a, as a new age parent where I will let him pretend to put on makeup or like wear his mom's shoes because I'm like, he's four. Two boys? I have two boys, yeah. Okay, okay. So that yeah. would make sense, too. Right. That would make sense, too. So yeah. they are going to probably lenient towards you. Right. And now the one-year-old is starting to gravitate more towards me as well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, hurts my feelings whenever they're, like, would prefer to come to me. Because I'm like, man, like, it's still my wife. Like, I, yeah, yeah. you know, I want her to feel needed. Man, she ain't... We're going to come around. I, I'm a mama's boy. <laughs> and I'm going to just say this for her right now. We're going to come around. But right now we ain't trying to listen to our mom. Right, because yeah, <laughs> you know? girl shit is lame. <laughs> we'll come around, but oh man, yeah, yeah that's, that's just how it goes. It's funny, funny, funny. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, <laughs> so we got a little bit off track there. I don't even remember how we got to that, but time. Yep, yep. Time, <laughs> time with kids. Um, time with everything. Time. How do you? How are you managing your time? How are you managing ooh, your time? Ooh, great question. Um, so, um, I always expect that people don't listen 
to the podcast, so I'll update you. Like I have a coach now, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't even think my coach listens, but shout out Anthony Pernice. Uh, he's the world record holder in the silver dollar deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just recently signed up with him after my second competition, which when I came and got this from you, I had told you I hadn't competed yet, and I made the decision February, maybe late February, right shortly before my birthday that I was going to start competing. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to sign up, and if I zero everything, I zero everything. you know. And I didn't, fortunately, but it kind of kicked everything into into gear. I looked at my training differently, looked at my time differently. You, you started figuring out what you needed to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was more event-specific training. I, I was able to pick up more equipment specific to Strongman. So um, that helped, but uh, now that I'm further into it, I'm looking to be a bigger part of the sport. Like I want to, I haven't done it yet, but I want to set up a Facebook page for Strongman of Tennessee because no yeah. one's done that yet. There's a huge, yeah. there's a huge scene in Kentucky, literally five minutes away. You know, like my next competition is less than an hour from here in Kentucky. So I want to kind of be. Um, not necessarily like the strongman guy here, but like in the game for the state. Well, you know, a representative. Right, right. So for that it's just going to take time. I have to have experience, you know. But like right now, I'm just basically like a huge fan who competes. But you, you build know? it. You build it up, man. You you have that Facebook ready. If anything, have some little cards or something with the Facebook on it and just right. throw it at people. Just, yeah, like hand it out at competitions yeah, and shit. Yeah, man, right. follow it, follow it. We're going to stay updated. I've already made so many friends up in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's Is it it's, big in Kentucky? It's fucking huge, man. Like oh, every wow. every competition that I'm that I've done or am going to do is in Kentucky. So so you know, is it is Kentucky supposed to be a mecca or something? Or no, I think it's just it's, big over there. It's just big, you know. It, wow. it was it started with certain people like Davey McCann, who he runs. Uh, I think it's Twenty Four Fit or something like that, which mm-hmm. is a super misleading name because he actually has a prof- he has a few professional strongmen that lift there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of them, the biggest one, is Evan Singleton. He's actually at World Strongest Man right now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so he competes there. My coach's wife. Uh, Emily Pernice, she's a professional strong woman. She competes there. Is the strongest man where you? That's what you see on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, got gotcha. you. Yeah. So like they have the Arnold and they have World Strongest yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, uh, The Arnold is heavier than World Strongest Man, but World Strongest Man has more events. So Ar- Arnold is more of uh, I appeal too, isn't it? No, no. That's actually World Strongest Man. World Strongest Man is for TV. Gotcha. They like to, like people who don't win competitions mm-hmm. at the pro level. Mm-hmm. But compete, mm-hmm. we'll go there. Like Robert Oberst has not won a single fucking competition since I don't even know when. And he's competing, which is upsetting because there's a guy, uh, world strong as gay, Rob, Rob Kearney. Mm-hmm. He's stronger than Oberst. He holds, he, or he did until like two weeks ago, hold the American uh, log press record. You know what I mean? He's not getting to compete, which, you know, it's pissing a lot of people off. Uh, but it's a popularity game. You know what I mean? Who's popular right now? Who has the biggest social media following? You know, and then you can also expose that sport some more too. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's it's definitely on the rise. Mm-hmm. It's really, really on the rise. Mm-hmm. Um, so many big sponsors like Rogue and uh, Rain, the energy drink. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that. Um, but so since I've gotten a coach, my son he's in martial arts right now. My oldest he's in martial arts. Uh, my wife, she also started training to compete. We're, we're competing in the same competition uh, two months from now. Are you her trainer? 
I'm her trainer now, but she's okay. about to sign up with my coach's wife. Okay. Because okay. I told her like, I can only do so much for you. I've gotten her stronger. Yeah. But yeah. This, after getting the coach and realizing I'm not doing certain shit that mm-hmm. I should be. Mm-hmm. And now I'm also not trying, I'm trying to not steal what he's doing for me and put it on her mm-hmm. because I feel like it's, that's fucked up. Well, it, it is. You I, don't I, learn I so pay much. him. Right. He gives me personalized weekly programs. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I try to keep her on the same uh, training method that I started her on. Mm-hmm. And then whenever she signs up with Emily, then. And that's respectable. Yeah. And that's respectable. Because like, that's what he, that's not what he does for a living. He's actually an attorney. Which is crazy. That is like, kind of crazy. He's 300 fucking pounds. But where do you find the time to attorney and fucking weightlifting? There is no money in the sport, bro. That's what, <laughs> you, you You make the time. Oh my goodness. You know? Yeah. So like, I don't ever hope to make money from this. This yeah, is yeah. just, I do it because I love it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so now it's strict. I, I think whenever we talked last at the tattoo shop, I still played video games. You know, I... Shit like that, mm. I don't. I don't. I don't play games anymore. Oh, you, you know? kind of like ended up dropping things. I, like I that? cancel my Xbox Live. Yeah, you know. So it's just. Did like, I tell you that I just kind of don't do those things? Right? Yeah, I think you did. Man. Yeah, I, like you. You're like, man. I, I don't watch a whole lot of TV because I because you draw whenever you get the free time, bro. People or people, man. Yeah. You know, and then people are like, did you watch the show? Did you yeah. see this? And it's like, ah. Oh, Which, like, I'll still find time to watch a show here and there, but mostly it's before work. Because I wake up and I eat breakfast. I have to eat breakfast. So I'm like, well, I might as well put something on. Like, I watched all of Invincible. People were, like, really raging about that. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'll check it out. And if I ever have, like, my youngest, you know, by myself, I'll play with him and put a show on. You know, because uh, I can't watch certain shit with my four-year-old around. You know, so I watch a lot of like kid friendly shows like Adventure Time and Gravity Falls and shit stuff that like is still cool to me, but like is relatable for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like there's just a lot of like I don't get on the phone as much, you know, like I'll still get on Facebook. That's like my number one roadblock right now Mm -hmm. is social media, but you kind of have to have it to get yourself out there. If it wasn't for social media, man, I'd delete all that stuff. Right. So would I. And I have before and I was so much happier without it. (laughs) Oh, it was amazing when I... I think I broke my phone one time and I didn't have a phone for like two, three months. And you were fucking all. It, it was, was amazing, but yep. everybody was so pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was so pissed. And it's like, what the fuck? And I and this was my thing. What would you do if we were still in fucking medieval shit? And you sent me a pigeon and I didn't get your fucking pigeon. <laughs> yeah, Are you exactly. Are mad at me? You know, no, yeah. you're going to get the fuck over it. <laughs> yeah. I was, so I was actually listening to, I just got done listening to a series about uh, the Beastie Boys. Uh-huh. Uh, which I've never been like super into before, but now I'm like realizing their influence on music. Uh, which like music is like my side passion as far as like being a fan. I don't make music. I'm fucking terrible at that shit. But uh, I think is it was MCA. Uh, he got a phone in the '90s, and when they went to go record, he would be glued to his fucking phone. They used to have to take his phone and stash it away, put him in the the, the vocal booth. He's like they're like write your fucking part. And then whenever he would be done, then he jumped right on. He can come out and have the phone, and I'm like, God, man, like, what are we doing to ourselves? You know what I mean? Like, there's times where like I'll be reading something on Facebook, and my son will be like, Daddy. He's like, Hey, Dad. I'm like, I am so, and I'll like instantly I'll realize I'm fucking up, and I'll put the phone down, and I'm like, Buddy, I'm I'm so sorry. He was like, Why didn't you answer me? 
And that's the hardest fucking question, man. That made me feel like such a piece of shit. So I was like, buddy, I'm sorry. I was reading something. He was like, he's like, is it okay if I interrupt you? I said, you should always interrupt me if yeah. I'm looking at my oh, phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I'm looking at my phone, scream at me. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's not important. It's and not important at all. I don't know about you, but I've had problems with that in the past with relationships where I just... Bro, that was such a big problem, man. Oh, and, man. But it's, you're not doing it out of spite. At right. All. You're definitely not doing it yeah, out of spite. It's, it's just it's, how the, the... It's that mental white noise. Yes. It just sucks you in and you just you don't hear nothing. And right. then for me, I, bro, I don't hear 50% right here, so half of it's gone. Right. So then I'm dealing with only... It's even harder <laughs> for me to hear. Yeah. But it's... Man, when you're in your phone, you don't hear nobody talking to you, you starts hurting your relationships it starts hurting yep. personal people so that's at the beginning of our marriage my wife and i had a rule at the end of the night we would put our phones down and no tv and we would just talk you know and it's it's a little bit different now we have a little we're farther into our relationship uh marriage wise you know so it's like we're a little bit more developed you know we mm-hmm. kind of realize when things need to be uh have attention put on it you know what i mean so the phones aren't really an issue, but I know at the beginning it. it How long have y'all been together now? Uh, we actually have our five-year anniversary coming up next month. We're going to Frankfurt. What's that? Where's that? Uh, Kentucky. Oh. Yeah, my coach's having a barbecue, like oh. a cookout. So yeah. we're gonna spend the weekend in Frankfurt. So we can go to that, and you know, there's tons of shit to do in Frankfurt. It's the capital in Kentucky, so. Which I always used to hate on Kentucky. I used to talk mad shit about Kentucky. I'd be like, Kentucky's not bad. And I was like, Kentucky is it's the fucking, fun. it's the New Jersey of Tennessee. <laughs> like, cause you know, you got New York, New Jersey and New Yorkers always talk shit about New Jersey. That's how I felt about Kentucky. Yeah. If I go into Kentucky, I'm like, oh, you guys have the Appalachians. You guys got bourbon. You guys have bluegrass. You got distilleries everywhere. Well, there's just shit to do. Yeah. In, in, yeah. in, in and Kentucky. And it's nice. It looks nice. It looks amazing. It looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah. The roads are shitty. The highways uh, suck, but like, it. yeah, they're, they're terrible, but uh, it like, looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, even going to Paducah, I like walking in downtown Paducah. Oh yeah. And if you ever want to feel extremely good looking, go to Paducah. Go to the Walmart in Paducah. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, dog. I look we good. really do have all the tens I see in Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> like, it, dude, it's awful. But, oh, man. but you know, Paducah's fun to like fart around at. <laughs> you said fart around. At. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Man. I want to start exploring. Yeah, for sure. Exploring sounds fun. Yeah. I, I, I definitely want to get more into like um, wilderness shit. You know, like... More uh, an outdoorsy person. Yeah, man. Like You don't want to travel more as in Europe or... Oh, I'm, I, eventually, yeah. But eventually, for sure. But you're more interested in maybe traveling to like the Grand Canyon or something like that. Yeah. No. No. I have no... I, I don't really want to see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I, I like... I like woods and trails and like uh historical spots like um like i used to when i lived in new york uh up in fort drum which is like really close to like syracuse and shit uh we live right by lake ontario you go to sackett's harbor and like it's just the feel of it you know like you can almost romanticize small town living there without you know it's there's there was locally owned restaurants and there was uh, like lake beaches to go to. There was parks. There was just shit to do. There was always shit to do in New York. 
And you come back down here and we don't have the same resources. Our education system isn't as good. People aren't as health conscious. You know, so it's... I, I like to do shit like that. Like, we went to Kentucky for my wife's family reunion. We went camping. Mm-hmm. We went canoeing on the Cumberland. You know, just camping in general is an experience in itself. It you know, is. so I like to do shit like that versus... And I don't... Th- that's the hard part. I don't like to travel. I don't like the process of getting there. I just want to be there. <laughs> you know, but my brother-in-law is getting stationed in Germany... Uh, so, you know, that gives me an excuse to get to Germany sooner than later. That'd be cool. Germany would be cool. Right. You gotta go everywhere, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And, and I have it on my bucket list. I want to go to Scotland and lift manhood stones and go to Iceland and lift their manhood stones. Uh, but you know, it's kind of like, um, there's benefits and, and, uh, also negatives to having kids young. You know what I mean? Like. You have all the freedom in the fucking world if you choose to. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I got to worry about like bringing my kids along and what I'm going to do with them. And then that also, that, that mentality of like uh, protecting my kids comes into play no matter what. So, um, you're fucking paranoid the whole time. It, the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that because I'm going to be worried about the fucking crowd. Like, yeah. well, I went to Vegas. You want to enjoy, enjoy your time. Yeah. My wife and I went to Vegas and it was just us, you know, my, uh, my oldest stayed with, uh, at the time it was just him. He stayed with my in-laws and people were pushing their kids around Fremont street in oh, a stroller. Man. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. get me fucked up. Like, no. first of all, it's hot as fuck. Secondly, there's so many people around. I think there's a hooker right next to your baby. Man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? And I mean, if you gotta be a hooker, be a hooker, but like, don't <laughs> yeah. come around my kid. Don't put your dirty snatch in my kid's face. No, it's just, you're bringing your kid to the hooker is the thing. Exactly. The hook, you're not you're the hooker's not in your territory. <laughs> right. The hooker's territory. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just oh, like man. Vegas is not a place for kids. It's not a, it, it's an adult playground. Yeah, it is. You know? So I bet that shit was fun though, huh? The the experience was cool and if I if I could live anywhere, I would live out west. Because really? I, I have really, really bad allergies, man. Like <laughs> terrible allergies. Like Last year, when COVID was first hitting, yeah, yeah, that was right around the time that all the goldenrods in the field yeah. right at the street started. Yeah. The cars were yellow. All my shit was tight. I could not breathe in all the way. It was like, take half a breath. That was my life. Like, okay, cool. You got to survive on that amount of oxygen. So I was, on top of that, I was stressed. I was like, uh, fuck, I got COVID, which I've been uh, fortunate, you know, fortunate enough, never had COVID. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, have you been? How have you been with it? Have you been good boy with it? Have you like? What do you mean? You, I'm not gonna get the vaccine if that's what you're asking. <laughs> All right, no, I hell no, I get the vaccine either. But it's more of like, did you take extra precautions with it? Or with my just, kids, yes. Were you just kind of like sloppy? A um, bit? in the beginning, mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. you know, very like, okay, yes, I should wear my mask. Mm-hmm. You know, um, social distancing, that got annoying really quick. So I was like, uh maybe you know yeah, yeah. but no one around my vis- immediate vicinity except for like my mom my mom got covid and mm-hmm. i was exposed by her uh we were out, out at dinner on like a friday or saturday we got a call monday she had covid and we're like fuck she's okay though she's fine oh, yeah okay. she's fine and All that's right. another thing too is like as you put things you know they were trying to put the death toll as like the big 
like de facto, like this will kill you. This is the zombie oh, apocalypse. Yeah. Oh yeah. But they weren't going into details of like people who were morbidly obese were more at risk. People with um, any sort of like there there were things that deter. If you're just not healthy. Exactly. If you if yeah. it, I forget what is it called. Um, herd immunity. No, it's not herd immunity, but it's like if you are predisposed to die from COVID, it's because you have. Uh, co- uh, co- comorbidity, comorbidity factor, you know, like obesity or diabetes or something like mm-hmm. that. Which I'm not saying those people don't matter, mm-hmm. but if you look at like you, you know, you're not fucking obese. I'm pretty sure you don't have diabetes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't have lung issues, which I have asthma, but like, pretty sure I'd be okay if I got COVID. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, which it's I don't... not like you're fucking. Right, Every exactly. Yeah, yeah. Gotta... It's not that serious. I yeah. take my allergy medicine. Yeah. I take my my daily inhaler, my Simbacort. I'm fine. You know, the most I've had is like my nostrils have been plugged up. You know, and uh, I couldn't wear my CPAP right. Yeah. So you know. So that's what I'm was meaning was like. So as far as you not taking the I got crazy more, precautions, I got more lax yeah. as time went on. And, I feel and like, and you still have not caught it. Or exactly, anything. man. You yeah. Know, I don't want to catch it. I don't right. want my kid. I don't. My wife may have had it. I don't know. But that's another thing. Did she have it? And if she did have it, why the fuck didn't I get it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it really that bad? Yeah. Like uh, I was listening to an interview with this CrossFitter, Matt Frazier. He had it, and he li- he worked out every day. He said he lost his smell. He lost his taste. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, my mom. She got hit a little bit more hard. She, you know, like basically like the flu. Yeah. She couldn't smell or taste anything, you know? So, uh, sort of like, I mean, I, I'm over it, man. The mask I, mandate's been lifted. Everybody's rushing to get their vaccine. And it's crazy how things have changed where the people who were typically anti-vax before are now pro-vaccine. And now the Republicans who were, go ahead and get your vaccine, get your flu shot every year. Now they're more anti-vax. Yeah. You know, when it comes to this, yeah, it's crazy how that switched, which me, I don't identify on either side. I'm more center left, left leaning, I guess, you know, uh, what is left? Left is blue. Left is like Democrat. Okay. okay. You know, and yeah. like, because I can't go full liberal with it, you uh-huh. know, like I, I can't get behind all of their ideas, yeah, but yeah. like. I support if you want to have an abortion, that's your business. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if I'm for gay marriage, I'm for trans rights, even though I don't necessarily agree with like transgender stuff, that's not my fucking business. Right. You know, do what you got to do. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. If you're a dude and you want to put on a dress, do fucking, I don't care, man. I don't have to understand it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't have to get it. <laughs> I, I like, I would never fuck a dude, yeah. but if you want to fuck a dude, that's on you. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna understand it, but you, you man. <laughs> hey, if you if it makes sense to you, you good, yep. you healthy, exactly. You're doing all right, yeah, all right, bro. And I hate those people that you are like, I don't, I don't care if it, exactly, bro. <laughs> like, like it, it's oh fuck, but it's like, uh, um, like, I, I don't care if you're gay, just don't hit on me. Fuck, like, what makes nah, you think that they want to hit on you? Like, yeah, I it, mean, even if you did hit on me, I don't care. You yeah, know, like, exactly, bro. Make me feel pretty good. Like, Hell uh, yeah. like you remember uh, Stone? Yeah, that was my fucking homie, bro. And he oh, told yeah. me all the time, he'd be like, Eddie, if you were gay, I'm like, oh, all right, man, bro. <laughs> gotcha. Bro, Stone, Stone was great. Stone hit me up one time. He's like, 
hey, you want to go to, like, American Eagle and get some matching sandals and stuff? And I'm like, Fuck yeah, I want to get matching sandals. Yeah. You know, like... (laughs) It was Dude, yeah. He had like a little crush on me, and it was like yeah. whatever, dude. It was flattering. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not insulting at all. Yeah, it's, like I was out I was out with my wife and kid one day. I was at Books a Million, and yeah. I was wearing a very generic fucking American Eagle button up shirt when I could still fit those clothes. Uh, it was like a Hawaiian button up shirt. Yeah, and this dude was like, "Hey, uh, like your shirt." Sort of looked at it, and I was like. Appreciate it, man. It's a pretty standard American Eagle. You know, cool. And it was very obvious that he was gay. And my wife was like, <laughs> in front of me? This man was, just hit on you. And I was like, uh, you know, I've, whatever, I guess. It's just, I feel like people who get offended by it, they sort of like, I don't want to go to the, like, I don't want to go to the extreme of like, they question their own sexuality but they're sort of worried that, like, if a gay man hits on them, then people might think that they're gay. Yes. It's this... What is that called? The social... When, it's like so, social perception. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Social perception. Yeah. Of it's what like other people think It's like of. If, if, if you get seen carrying a purse. I'll carry the fuck out of my purse. Hey, I don't man. care. You see, you see the other day, some gay dude hit on Eddie. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, are you sure, bro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. Is he oh. is he a gay? Oh, it's fucked. You know, like that's terrible. That's yeah. Terrible. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's right. Nothing wrong with but that. I also, as a as, as a man, if you don't want to carry a purse, don't carry a fucking purse. If, say, if if you're worried about looking feminine, you don't want to look feminine. Don't look fucking feminine. It gets confusing. I will admit, it gets confusing. Okay. So I'd be telling that like whenever I meet someone trans or something like that, I'm like, look, this is the first things I tell them. Listen, I'm gonna be confused. Because right. I don't know none of this. Okay? Yeah. So don't be mad at me if I don't understand. <laughs> Just help me. And usually they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. My you homeboy, DeCorian, his first question is, are you post-op? What? Is, I don't know. I, what? Like, are you post-operation? <laughs> oh, like, okay. if you're trans, <laughs> like, like, are you, like, do you still, you still got a dangling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And you know what it took? Because I used to be um, pretty right-leaning. Like, when I first got my job at Train, I was very, like, Work for everything you fucking get and fucking fuck the libtards type, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of lived a little bit more life and I was like, okay, like it's solidifying. Remember when we talked about like you feel like your 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 ideas are becoming a little bit more developed? Yeah. It's okay if you don't remember that, but. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it sort of is in that realm. You know, where, uh, what, what it took for me to understand the whole, um, transgender thing as far as like mentally suffering was there's this, uh, power lifter. His name was Ray Kroc. Now she is Janae Kroc, but he was a Marine, uh, world record holding power lifter, mm-hmm. you know, professional bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And this whole time he felt he needed to be a woman. Mm-hmm. So he made the transition and he was talking to the owner of Elite FTS, uh, Dave Tate. And he was like, man, I'm just kind of worried I'm going to lose my sponsorship. And Dave Tate was like, well, are you, are you going to whack it off? You know, whack off your dick? And he was like, no. He's like, what the fuck are you worried about? And then I was kind of like, in that moment, it took me like, it took that for me to realize like, you know, this man suffered his whole life being what he thought a man should be when the whole time he wanted to put on a fucking dress. And why does it matter that he wants to do that? You know what I mean? So it's, it's just kind of like, that's where that clicked where like now if I see it, like 
I, Look, if you want to wear a dress, now we'll start a competition of men in dresses. Yeah. You know? Like the one thing I cannot get behind is allowing transgender females to compete in female sports. I, I agree. I just can't get behind that one. They need I, th- to ha- it- I think that's that's I think that's the line. Like create a division for transgender exactly. women exactly because yes. you don't ever see transgender men competing in, tra- in in men sports because it just doesn't work that way well you don't ever see it but there have been instances but it's it's more of out of a respect thing you know like if if a transgendered woman is to do a male sport or whatever right. you know like you should have the respect to just let it be a man sport and join the transgendered woman sport. Right, you right. Know, like so there's no reason to make a point of right. So there was like that that transgender UFC fighter cyborg. Mm-hmm. She came through. She was previously a man. Mm-hmm. She came through and wreck shit. Makes sense because even if she's on, uh, you know, uh, test blockers and estrogen. That that's still the musculature mm-hmm. and the way that the physiology developed over the years, you still have more of a man's body than the average woman. And physically, men are always going to be stronger than women. That's just how that is. Yeah. Especially at top levels. Yeah. You know, like you would never put Rampage Jackson against fucking uh Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Because he would destroy her. Yeah. You know, it's just not fair. So that's the one thing that I, just, I, I, I mean, if she wants to try, go for it. Right, you yeah. Know, like, you know, I like, support you either way, but I don't, right, think, I but, don't think you should, though. Yeah, you, <laughs> and, and, they, and there's probably, they might not allow it. You know, they probably would not oh, allow yeah, it they, because yeah. I remember Ronda Rousey was saying that she wanted to fuck up Floyd Mayweather uh-huh. because he hit women at one point yeah, or some yeah. shit, uh, which I don't want to make light of that. That's terrible, but uh, they didn't let it happen. It, it didn't end up happening for a good reason because... Floyd would fuck her up. Probably. You know? You see so, the... F- I don't... I didn't see the fight with uh, Logan, whatever his name is. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard he held his own, but <laughs> Floyd's like 45 with busted hands. So, <laughs> so I mean... I, well, Floyd... I'm gonna just... Floyd won the match. Oh, I've heard. Floyd won the match. Right. But it's like... I heard J- Logan lasted eight rounds. He, he lasted, but that... You know, you're... You're playing up against a dude that's been doing this professionally right, that's his at this life. level. Like, yeah. For how long now? Like, he he knows the punches to throw. He knows right. what to count. He knows how many to drop, how many to hit. Right. It's it's, it's, it's second age to him. It's sixth sense. And uh, I envy people like that. You know, I, I hope to get that way with what I do one day. You know what keep, I mean? Keep a habit. That's dude. Right. You have, you have to have a habit. I'm. I'm in. Uh, so I follow Strongman very closely, and one of the big things that's coming into uh, the the spotlight now is you get these guys who climb the ranks very fast, and then they fall off just as quick. You know, because they're hyped up, hyped up. They have the pressure. Oh, he's going to win World Strongest Man. He's going to break this record. He's going to break that record. And then they get there, and then you don't see any more from him. It's, and uh, there was actually a gym in Kentucky that I follow. They said, Yeah, yeah, you get some more. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you don't have to be crazy, just consistent. Right? And I try to keep that. You know, 
where I don't want to be good at one thing for the sport. I want to be well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're wanting to do uh, – you want to you wanna help progress the sport as well. Right. You get that love for the sport. Yeah. That's what's going to make it just that much more. Right, and, I, and, and as time is going on, as, as I'm, I'm getting farther into my adult life, I'm sort of realizing that, like, I, I can't just – I can't not try it something outside of my realm of comfort. You know what I mean? You can't. So, like, I'm not a very social person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm more of an introvert. I like to be by myself and have my own shit. But the first time I went to a competition, I was fucking uncomfortable. And I just forced myself into there. And I was like, all right. Yeah, fine. Here I am. Oh, I, it was fucking blast. As soon as <laughs> right. I... It's like, I had said before, oh, I don't want to be a pro strong man. They have to put too much into it. Mm-hmm. After one competition, I was like, "This is so much fun." You know, if I become a pro strongman, if I get like, I will dedicate what I need to to get to whatever next level I need to. So yeah. my my goal now is to podium as a novice, mm-hmm. and then I'll start competing in open. Then my next goal will be podium in the open. You know, and it, and I don't want to say like I will. I like I definitely have to become a pro strongman. I want to set realistic goals to go sort of with what I'm doing, and that's okay. There's right. nothing wrong with setting some realistic goals, man. Right. Because some people, I see it happen all the time. People will have a... One of I want to be goals, a dentist, lawyer, doctor. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> and it's like, you don't want to be rude and tell them, no, you're not going to be able to do that. But you got to start low. If you want to be a fucking dentist, lawyer, get your dentist degree first. Yeah. yeah. Set a dental degree. <laughs> goal, you know, then get your lawyer degree. But, right. Man, you gotta you gotta reach your things. For, get get somewhere first, and then. So okay, it. so then what was the first goal you set for yourself aside from because I know you 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 know you were an apprentice. You did my uh, my famous Illuminati tattoo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the first. So uh, after your apprenticing, what was that first goal you set for yourself? It was during the apprenticing that they asked me. They even asked me this at the shop. They were like. Where do you see yourself in five years? Right. After you're done. And that's a great question. And I I felt like I kind of tipped them over with my answer because I was like, I pointed at their chair and I'm like, I want to be in your chair. Yeah. You know, and it's like, how do you take that? Is that insulting or is that complimenting? I feel like that's complimenting, man. Yeah. I mean, it's that's saying like, you are someone that I look up to no matter how... Of course. Small time an artist you are. It's not a, it's not an artist on Instagram. That's an immediate role model. Of course. You know? Like I wanted I wanted to be in their chairs, you know, and they, yeah. and I feel like they were kind of shocked like, "Oh, wow, you know, like that's it's a pretty good answer." Yeah, I feel that's that's gratifying. You know, if I was that tattoo artist, I would have felt complimented. I wanted, for sure. I I that was my first goal. I wanted to be a one of the main artists at a tattoo shop. Right. You know, I didn't want to be just the apprentice in the back corner that's picking up walk-ins anymore. What was your What was your nickname? Ding Dong. Ding Dong. You didn't want to be Ding Dong anymore. No, I didn't want to be Ding Dong no more. That's, but that's a good thing that I was Ding Dong at that time because mm. you leave that behind. Right, you know? right. That's your old self. Yeah, that's my old self. And now I am Tony. Yeah. You know. I'm Which like, is weird. I still call you Aunt Tony. <laughs> I feel like just because I knew you since middle school. And so. that's when people are in the shop and they hear someone call me something different. That's when they realize like, oh, man, this guy 
probably knows Tony from a while back or something. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, if it made you more comfortable, I'd call you Tony. But you know, I just, I just nah, kind of feel like don't, you don't give a shit. No, I don't really care at all. It's, it's, but they can definitely tell, you know, where it's like, oh wow, you know, it's, yeah, it's not Tony this time. It's Anthony, so they must really know. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was crazy whenever I saw that you did go into Vanilla Gorilla because I remember being in ninth grade um, out on a fire drill and we were talking about your art and you want to be a tattoo artist and you're like, bro, and I'm going to open up my own shop one day, this and that. And then you actually did. And I was like, fuck, this dude's really doing it, man. Mr. Digby said that same shit. Did he? Miss, Miss oh, it. that's right. Yeah, you told me about that. How Bro. you like went and gave his son a pep talk or something? No, it wasn't his son. It was just one of his students. I guess okay. a troubled student. Right. Doing the same shit I was doing. Yeah. And then I guess Mr. Digby was like, look, I know someone that was doing the same shit you were doing. And uh, he, he wrote me a letter to kind of give this kid a pep talk. And it was pretty cool because in the letter he was like i'm so glad you actually followed what you said you were gonna do right and he's like i thought you were just joking about it or whatever it was just gonna be a pipe dream or something but right to like because i think they were in a soccer field and across the street is where my shop is right yeah so it was he was like it's so crazy to just like look over my shoulder and that's where your tattoo shop was yeah it's like Hell yeah, you know. I can't, I'm pretty sure I still have that letter too. I'm pretty sure I kept it. That is one of those things. I didn't have, a, like, really any teachers I looked up to, you know. Uh, I didn't look up to them. Like, I didn't like none of them. Well, of course. Well, I had, I did, I had one. Okay. Uh, remember Mr. Hudson? Yeah. I really looked up to him. I thought he was, he was That's 20. That's a computer teacher? No, he was the theater teacher. Oh. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. And everyone was like, man, Mr. Hudson's a dick. But like. I went into his class and I was really into theater and I, he was 25 when he started that job and I just thought he was the fuck, like the way that he commanded respect was yeah. inspiring me and they like, and, and people would say, they were like, man, yeah, and he's his favorite student and I'm like, jealous? Because like, that's the one person that like, if I disappointed him, I would have been upset with myself. Well, you, you know were, what I mean? You respected it too. Right. I re but then like every other teacher, I was like, man, you suck my dick. I don't give a shit what you yeah. say to me. Oh, yeah. But like there, like there was one time I came into school late and I was smoking at the time, like cigarettes. Uh, and I knew he could smell it on me when he called me over to his desk. And I was like, I'm fucking up, man. <laughs> like, I'm really fucking up. And uh, it took me a while to like get the reins back and... Really, what it took was me getting an actual job outside of like food service industry yeah. to like, okay, now I'm gonna get on my money. And now I see him and he's like, Mr. Zidon, looking good, like this and that. I'm like, hey, thanks, man. Like, that's the that's one. That's what everybody wants. That's like the one person from in the past that, like, if I saw any other teacher, they were like, wow, you look so different. I'd be like, yeah, I fucking grew up. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> like, yeah. But like, with, with, with that one person, it feels good to be acknowledged. Everybody know? wants that, dude. I think and, everybody that goes to school or graduate with us wants that one teacher to just like, yeah, I see you. Okay. And, and it's nice to have that versus, um, like I remember, uh, Dean, 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 Dean Strickland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he's going to be listening. I don't know. 
we gonna uh, see? I, he, I don't, I don't know, man. He's, I don't know what he's doing, but I, he seems I like he's he, in it quite often. Re, do you? He yeah, seems yeah. like he's doing like really cool shit, like all the time. Man, he's entrepreneuring. Right? Does does he grow? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I got the sense that he did, like in a legal sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he moved to uh, Colorado right, for a while. Right, right. Colorado for a while. So I mean, I wouldn't doubt he probably had a. There was there was something he posted one time, and I, I think we were on separate teams in eighth grade. Remember they had teams in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, I think you were down at the front end, and there was a teacher. I think she was a science teacher, and her daughter went to school there. Oh, Miss Hill. Not Miss Hill. Rest it was in peace, this Miss Hill. Right, fuck that, fucked me up. Bro. Rest in peace. That I tattooed really... I tattooed Allie not long ago. Really? And I did. Oh, they're back the here. Her and Angelo are back here, aren't they? I'm not sure if they're back here, but I, I did a memorial tattoo for her for uh, and her father. Fuck, man. For yeah, that, that really fucked me up, man. Oh, man. Like, uh, I don't know. And Miss Hill, I, don't, I know she would always, like, not really care, but I would always see her in public, and I'd be like, hey, how you doing, Miss Hill? Right. See you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I was that one of those kids that she's like, oh, fuck this guy again. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I was definitely one of those kids where people were like, man, this kid's just going to be a burnout. You yeah. know what I mean? And now I've fucking got a family. Like, it feels good to, like, come up from, yeah, like, what people would stereotype you as. Yeah, yeah. But I remember Dean had posted the status, and he had a blunt, and his grass was looking fucking primo. And, like, not, not his grass, but, like, literally his lawn was looking yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. fresh, like, so good. And he was like, I had this teacher tell me in eighth grade that I wasn't going to be shit. And look at me, I got the best lawn on the block. Yeah. And I was like, fucking, damn, yeah. fucking get it, man. God damn. You like, know we're at a fucking point in life where we just want our grass to look good. Right. Dude, I put lines on my grass. I edge my yard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need I, to get on that level. I have to do that. Like, I, I've had people come by there like... Hey man, you know, I've seen you cutting your grass. You know, I work for a lawn service company. We'll edge it up for you how you like. I'm like, no, I'm cool, man. I cut my own grass. Like, I, I will not let anybody cut my grass. <laughs> Don't touch man's grass. Exactly, bro. Because, like, at the end of the day, especially on like a good Saturday, Sunday, you know, you take the afternoon, you cut the grass. And then at the end of the day, you, you put something on the grill, you're looking out over those lines. <laughs> And you're like... <laughs> the way that sunset hits right, that grass. And, my, and the sun sets in my backyard. God so the sun dang. hits the grass and I'm like... This... Fuck. This is what it's about, bro. That's like living right there. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the little shit, man. I'm telling you. It's crazy. I, 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 like, I, I actually kind of want to get like... I need to put down some weed killer because I'm getting a little bit too many dandelions, bro. My kids fuck with it because they're like... You know, they want to blow wish flowers. Yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't fuck with those, man. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just... They're going to be so devastated. <laughs> they'll be, Quinn thinks it's cool, man. He wants to help me put down weed killer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and grass seed and Die. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really into bugs, though. Mm-hmm. He wants to be an entomologist when he grows up, he says. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, start getting him some, like... Little bug things, I guess. Oh, he has a he has a bug collection in his room in a shadow box. Like oh, we'll yeah. find like dead bugs that are Good. cool, and uh, we'll pin them up and shit. And we got him like some ladybugs, yeah, uh, to grow and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, like anything that he likes, I try to like really push him into it. Like he loves doing his karate, so twice a week he does karate and. Praying uh, mantis are pretty cool for younger kids as well. Have you looked into those? Like growing them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just. I think you order them and then... See, we ordered the ladybugs and I think they shipped us dead ladybugs. Probably. Like dead larvae. 
probably. Right. So I gotta I like. Doubt it. I'm gonna try one more time. I'm gonna order some more ladybugs. Yeah. And then if they if they're fucking dead again, I'm gonna call that company and be like, look, piece of shit, give me my fucking money back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's and it's also. I think it also has to do with uh, shipping. Yes, for sure. For sure, but like they don't offer any like fast shipping. Otherwise, I would I would pay twenty dollars to get like two day shipping. Yep, it was five business days of the of of these uh, ladybug larvae in a in a tube, and they're just getting like thrown around. Right, exactly. It it says it says like live specimen on there. They don't give a shit. Fucking all right, cool. They're getting paid by the government, bro. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I, w- I, I know so many people that worked at like Amazon and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, we just be throwing y'all shit." It's like, "Oh it's yeah, fucked up." Okay, yeah, yeah great. And yeah, like, yeah, we're just if we if it's something heavy, just whoop. <laughs> See, I order all my gym equipment online, and I like I I got. Uh, Ooh, they what had to have it? been so mad. Well, yeah, oh, they—they they, for sure. My <laughs> UPS person, like, I got like these these dumbbells right here. They're they're all, all it's adjustable. You take the plates off. Two hundred pounds total. I was looking out my bonus room window to see when the truck would pull up, so I could go out there Just and be like, struggling. "Let me help you with that real quick." Like, I'll, I'll take it. But like, I came and like this was laying on its side, and fucking the, the handles like had a rip in the box, and fuck, bro, man. he just threw it on. It. He said he picked it up and was like, "Oh fuck, uh, this, this is motherfucker! Heavy. This is heavy, fucking je- whoop!" Right, and yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> all of my Titan shit. It all comes in shitty packaging. I watched this. Uh, I watched this uh, compilation of just people dropping off packages yeah yeah there was i i'm in a i'm in a strongman group uh on facebook and uh people will order barbells and they'll go to like set the barbell down and the the barbell will be favoring this side so they lean it and the barbell will just straight out of the package smack the concrete and i'm like oh the fresh bar bro fuck like it's just like it's it's devastating to see. Oh my goodness! Yeah, luckily when I got this in the mail, this log, it was at least halfway on my porch. This this big thing. Yeah, this big log. Oh my! It was goodness. halfway on my porch, oh, so I was like, and I, and I was actually selling a stone that day, an atlas stone. So I showed up. The dude was like, "Hey, I'm at your house a bit early." I was like, "Man, I was you know traffic getting out of work. I'll be right there." So I had to like. I was like, all right, man, let me just go open the garage. And I'm like flipping this thing up <laughs> to get it just into my living room before I had to come out here and open the garage. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's just uh, – it's, it's funny. I feel bad. For, I feel bad for the people that have to ship um, fitness equipment because it, you want it to be heavy. That way you don't have to add more weight. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah. So here's a. I left you an extra twenty in the mail in the mailbox because I felt so bad. <laughs> hey, don't fuck up my package, bro. Please. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's, fuck. Do you tip the Do you tip the Amazon person? Yeah. I that, I <laughs> I feel like that should maybe start being a trend. Maybe not the Amazon person per se because everything I get on Amazon you can easily carry in. Like, okay, but. but but like the UPS guy, yeah, means- if you're having to ship something UPS freight, tip that guy. Yeah. Because he's got to go through a whole process of 
lowering that shit onto the ground and then carrying it like hoping maybe you're gonna be there you know like and then even worse of an asshole your fucking neighbor has dumbbells so he's gotta take the dumbbells off of your dumbbells right exactly (laughs) like this shit is 110 pounds with no weight oh man so i could understand why they maybe just kind of like drug that shit across the driveway you know it's just they got a special blankie to just drag it on right like a moving blanket oh <laughs> fuck there's an idea see open up a shipping company call it some dumb shit like i haul yeah <laughs> and, there you go and, and you equip all your delivery guys with fucking blankies moving moving blankets <laughs> <laughs> maybe it should be sort of like um metro police in big cities where they travel with a partner you know like you know like in a like in a end of watch you know, like in the LAPD or the NYPD, they roll around with partners. Yeah. That's how UPS guys, UPS freight guys should be, you know. Like, UPS freight should be its own separate thing, should it not? It is. Okay. It is. Like, they have special so, trucks where, like, okay, okay. they kind of, they wheel the equipment out on there. Like, if, if, like, if I already got a squat rack that was welded, like, I had to put this together. Yeah. But if I got one from, like, Elite FTS, it would be welded together. That shit comes on a freight truck that has... They wheel it out onto um, a machine that lowers it down to the ground, and then yeah. they'll kind of wheel it on dollies. Yeah. But like, that guy should have a partner, because how the fuck are you gonna get my squat rack up up the curb? He ain't got a partner. Right, but he should. That's he what I'm should. saying. Like, yeah. Sort of like, if you have a partner as a police officer, that shit holds you more accountable. Yeah. Right. You work better when you have that dynamic with somebody. It should be that way with guys who ship heavy shit. Probably wouldn't make me feel so bad either about not typing if they had a friend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like At least you're not suffering by yourself. So how do you feel about tipping at the restaurant? Like, are you a big tipper? If you good. Yeah. If you good. I right. will tip I will tip you good if you're good. But if you're not doing good, don't be mad at me. You wanna hear some ridiculous shit I heard? Go ahead. I was at Logan's with my wife All right. years ago. Logan's can be good. I think it it's not good anymore. <laughs> the, ever since they ever since they reduced the broccoli portion. Oh, they hit stop. you with the broccoli. Oh, bro, I was getting steamed broccoli. I was like, fuck yeah. When I was a kid, I used to bring it out on a big plate with my steak, and I was like, fuck yeah. And then they bring it on this little tiny plate now, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck Logan's. That was the last time we ate there. Was this story? Yeah, yeah. So my wife used to work there. And this chick that uh, she worked with was still there mm-hmm. and uh, she was waiting on this table and they were rude as fuck so my wife instantly was like babe we gotta give her a big tip I was like alright whatever she's a little bit user biased because she used to be a server yeah. <laughs> so I get that I yeah get that. but these stupid motherfuckers at the table next to us were like no don't tip her they make more than minimum wage no, no the fuck they do not they get paid like 250 an hour because they rely on those fucking tips based on their service. Why are you telling me not to tip somebody? Exactly. No, no, no. They weren't saying that to us. Yeah. They were saying that to each other. Because I would have told them to leave me the fuck alone. Shut Dude, the fuck up. what? Yeah. What are you doing telling each other not to tip her? Yeah, bro. Like, why? Like, you Was your de- service that bad? Right. And she was being so patient with these fucking people, man. Oh, so the service wasn't bad. The was service was not bad at all. They, they, there was assholes. It's sort you're of like those. Cheap. It's sort of like yeah. the people that come in, like 
they try to haggle you for a free tattoo. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this it wasn't exactly how I wanted it, so, like... Or they haggle you for a cheaper price. And right. Like, look, I'm right. already giving you... That's what I wanted to bring up when you were talking about pricing and difficulty and shit. Mm-hmm. When I got this from Charles... Mm-hmm. The no, Charles Craig? Yeah, Charles Craig. Charles is great. He's great. Fucking didn't, good. Didn't ever remember my name when I walked in the shop. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Dude, that dude's dealing so, with so many people. I'm oh, sure. bro. He's got a lot of shit but going on. But you showed on. him that tattoo, and he's like, right. oh, my boy. He was like, right. Yeah, that's right. Fuck, man. Good thing I came in today. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, But then when, you get into the, when he would sit down to tattoo me, conversation like we know each other forever yep super smart fucking dude. you know he has a degree in like mathematics and physics I, and shit i don't know him like that dude. i've met him once at right. a convention super humble guy right but man he's so slept on he very slept on very slept on but like he has a degree in mathematics and physics he's a smart fucking wow, guy really he's smarter than me physics yeah physics bro what are you doing tattooing that's what he wanted like, to do you no know, bro you need I, to be doing you know he shit. did he didn't even apprentice he didn't even apprentice. He was just a good artist, had confidence in his ability, took the, you know, the test you have to take to get your license and was yeah. like, here's my shop. Right? Like, I mean, and he struggled. Like, there was one time my wife was... Cause well, she, it used to be different. Because back then you could take a test and get your licensing. Oh, you have to apprentice now. Now, yeah, it's Ooh. like a mandatory like year now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, shit. Same artist, same tattoo shop. You can't... Damn. Or resets. Damn, that's fucking crazy. And like 90% of the time, the city like misplaces your paperwork. Oh, motherfuckers. So you go back in, you're like, hey, I'm ready to like upgrade. And they're like, oh, we can't find your paperwork. Yeah. I would make them photocopy that shit. Give me a copy. Oh, no, I've got, that's what saved me. I, I saved everything. Oh, they, they lost your shit? Oh, they've lost mine. Everybody that I've helped to get their licenses really Luckily, i keep the copies for them gotcha because it's it's always i don't know what so you're being that mentor now yeah Good. yeah yeah oh dude but it sucks because like that's not cool i gotta go through shit so you don't have to <laughs> right yeah so um okay so i'm gonna finish up this part and then i want to ask you a, a question about tattooing and shit yeah but so my wife knows charles through like family friends and shit so that's why i ended up going to him mm-hmm Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone to him, you know, because right. he's so kind of not necessarily he's, out of the cut, but like... You don't know about Charles. Dude. Right. Charles right. don't even really I, advertise. I don't, I don't think he's on social media like that. No, man. Right. No. So I actually am friends with his wife on Facebook, not him, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but he was keeping the lights off in his shop, would not open up unless he had a client, mm-hmm. was not ex- like, wasn't there for walk-ins type shit because he didn't want to have to pay the electricity bill. He has slept at his shop to make ends meet so that he didn't have to like worry about electricity in his house. Crazy shit. So whatever he has, that motherfucker has earned it. Like 100%, even if he doesn't remember my name, I still respect him as an artist. <laughs> like That's cool, don't remember my name. I don't give a fuck, you do great work. And that's and those are the the, the quiet things that we gotta go through. Right, like just like you're saying, it, that that makes me. It's kind of humbling to to hear you say that he told you those things because he didn't tell me. My wife did because she called him and was like, "Hey, I've got a bunch of friends who want to get tattoos. What's up?" He opened the shop just for them. Oh, oh, because he was just leaving there or something. Right, I think like he wasn't staying there so that he would cut down on costs. Yeah, yeah, but man, that's 
like it's humbling to hear you say that because I was doing the same shit, dude. I have a hammock at the shop. Do you really? Yeah, I have I have fucking hooks in the wall. Wow. And I was staying at the shop for a good long time, actually. Wow. A really long time. Did anybody know that? Like my like, coworkers, like the inner circle. Yeah, inner yeah. circle people. I didn't tell my parents or anyone until like one day my dad. Because you didn't want that help. You didn't want that. Yeah, no. Right. I I get. I fucking get that, man. I've I've been fortunate enough. I've never had to like move back home. Mm-hmm. But I understand that shit. Where like me and my wife, we went through our own rough time, and like fucking, I didn't want to tell anybody, you know, because I don't want them to be like, well, like because my wife's parents are so fucking helpful. They're always yeah. like anything. They're like. Yeah, you need this. Boom, I got you. And I, I, but we wanted to stand on our own two fucking feet. And I think when when my parents my parents didn't catch me. It was my dad. He had to like come to the shop to go poop or something. <laughs> and I was, I was That's helpful. There and he walks in. He's like, "What the fuck? Are you sleeping here?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, you know, just right." It's easier. And then it, I used to live thirty minutes away. So getting done with the tattoo at two three in the morning to drive 30 minutes i would fall asleep on the drive right it was better for me to just stay at the shop and then wake up i had breakfast i had a cooker a fucking little skillet thing to cook breakfast like i had everything to live at the shop right i just went home to shower did that fuck up your morale it did it put me in depression yeah i feel like it put me in a depressive state where i was just i didn't have order i was all over Right. I didn't have a routine to do. And that's so fucking helpful when you're trying to be successful, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you're doing better, though. It, for sure. Man, I don't know what it was if I woke up one day or what it was, but it's I'm out of this state. Like, when I tattooed you at that point in time, if it was around December, that's not me. I can't remember if my youngest son was born at that time or not. I know... Oh, he had to have been because I was shaving my head at the time. Mm-hmm. I started shaving my head shortly before that. And, uh, yeah. So it was around the time COVID hit? That was not me. I'm going to let you know right now, that was not me. I'm glad yeah. to hear that, man. Like... I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. I love to see people progress forward out of... I always believe in be better than you were yesterday. Yeah. You know, because even if it's something small, I still don't want to be the person I was yesterday because, like, I did shit today that I've never done before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's fucking great, man. And, and But I also appreciate your fucking struggle and that you had the balls to do that. Man, it's, it's not even balls. I just didn't care. Oh, okay. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't care about myself. I okay. didn't care about what happened. I didn't care, man. So I guess because you pulled yourself out of that, I respect that you went through that. You know what I mean? Because we've all been there. We've all been through like... And because I did that, I never respected it before when other people would talk about it. Right. Because I never went through it personally. But after going through it personally, I give so much more respect to the people that are going through it at the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. It makes you understand a little bit more like... People, if people are going to be late or something, you know. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give a little and bit see, of leeway. Sometimes. I, I work in corporate America. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a fucking you got a point system. I'm a fucking peon yeah. in the system. Like, there's a million guys that 
make more money than me, hold more importance in the company than me, mm-hmm. people with college degrees, essentially. And, you know, there I have my, like, my, like, my buddy DeCorney is one of my best friends. And, you know, he sometimes has trouble getting to work and fucking, as much as, like, I, uh, you know, I look at it like, well, I've had this job for six fucking years. I wake up every day and come to work. He's not me. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So there's like, I understand why they can't have leniency because people will abuse it, but it sucks that it has to be that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's better. T- I, I like, I imagine it would be a little bit more freeing to work in like your shop. You're like, they're like, Hey, I'm running a few minutes late. Tell this client X, Y, and Z. So I'll, I'll, you're right. You can be lenient with those things, but that's where it becomes a habit. Now, from you know waking up from what I was in, right now being a little more aware of what's going on, you know you you don't want to have a schedule, but you have to have a schedule. So okay, so what's your schedule like now that you're more on track with what you need to do to be successful? Now that you're out of that time in your life. So I think that would be more of my work, my scheduling right now. Okay. So uh, close Mondays and t- so we got seven days in the week, right? Yes. Close Mondays and Tuesdays. So are those low traffic days for you anyway? That's why you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Low traffic days pretty much. And people get off work. They don't want to get tattooed on Mondays. Of course. Work. You know, they want to go home and do right. the first day of work. So that leaves me five days. So during those five days, more than likely I'm tattooing. Of course. So I'm going to be tattooing the entire shift. So we're open from 12 until 8 o'clock on weekdays and then 12 to 10 on weekends. Okay. So I'm working 10-hour shifts on weekends. More than likely every day I'm working 10-hour shifts because I stay there more than likely till 10 or 12 o'clock. Right. So well, you, already, you're the owner. You have shit to take care of. So I'm, I mean, not even just owning, just tattooing. Okay. Just so you'll close the shop but finish up a client. Yeah. Type, type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'll, the shop will be closed, but I'm still tattooing till fucking 11 or 12. Right. So it becomes a 10, 12 hour workday. Right. So that that happens probably four, maybe five days out of that week, right? Okay. So then I don't have time during those days that I'm tattooing because I'm tattooing from, 10, from 12 in the afternoon okay. until midnight probably wow or 10 yeah so the only time i have during that day is in the morning okay before 12 o'clock but then if i'm getting off at midnight or three o'clock i'm trying to sleep right to get ready for my next day so that whole all those days are blown because they just intertwine with each other yes you have to get sleep to go to work the next day of course but then you're working all day the next day so then you have to go home, go to sleep, get ready for the next day. Right. So then my off days, so I'm tattooing the five days out of the week. So then my off days are Mondays and Tuesdays. So then Tuesdays have become my boss days to get things done, get things prepared and situated. Paychecks, paper roll, um, figuring out taxes, running to the bank, running across town to pay this, running across this town to pay that. So that's Tuesday. God Monday... Damn. If I do my shit Monday, yeah. I'm running into that still. And more than likely, I'm probably tattooing someone on Monday because I'm so overbooked. God damn, So then now, dude. all my days are gone. 
You're smiling while you're telling me this, though. It in 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 a fucked up way. You love it, don't you? I do, but I want my life back. Now. <laughs> <laughs> like you miss the homies type shit. So now that's why I'm, I say now. It was hectic at first, no right. schedule, but now that's why I need to get on the schedule because I want my life back. Right. I want to go home at 8 o'clock. You know, like my coworkers, one has kids of his own. And yeah. And one's taking Medicaid, you know? So now they want to be home. They want yes. to go home to their kids. Of course. So now it's like, you know, I'm not going to be mad at you if you want to go home at 8 o'clock. Yeah. To be with your child. Right. You know, it, did you do your work? Did you work? Hell yeah. Go home. No problem. Yeah. I want to do that. Just because I don't have kids don't mean I can't go home either. Of course, you got to worry about yourself. And I want to have kids. Yeah. So I want to be able to go home. Right. But man, your shit would be so rocked if you threw a kid in that mix. That's why I don't need no kids. Fuck. But <laughs> <laughs> so, like I have I have kind of turned off the interest of females. Right. Just because of, like, it takes so much. Okay. I've done it before. It affected business. It affected myself. Right. It affects everything. That's where, man, I can't be more thankful for my wife because I don't worry about that type of shit. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, females are dream killers. And I agree with that. To an extent, yeah. because my wife is a person, you know, and if she's going through some shit, that energy is going to project onto me, but that's a toll that I took on as a man and as a husband, you know, now we're fucking better than ever. You know, I, some people, what's a dream killer because they're, because you're having to get your stuff together. Exactly. So that's where I like, my big thing was lifting. So I would lift whenever the fuck I could. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I made that shit work. And uh, then she became very fucking supportive of what I wanted to do. But it's one of those things where your partner has to be happy for you to be happy. It's not happy It's not happy wife, happy life. Because if I was miserable, she would also be miserable. That would project onto her. Oh, yeah. Well, you know? they're going to... If, even if you don't say it, they're going to feel it. Exactly. So you have to... Also, you have to lift yourself up for your partner as well. Yeah. You're playing for two. And when you have kids, you're playing for as many kids as you have as well. Yeah. And I went through a depression myself, you know, and I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I wasn't the best father. You know, I, I had anger issues mm -hmm. and it was, you know, I, I try to make up for that every fucking day, you know? So it's one of those things where you have to find somebody who realizes your goals and it's easier if someone is in line with your, they have the same goals as you. So for you, it would be someone who is as passionate about tattooing and, and realizes the work that has to be put into owning a business. You know what I mean? To a certain degree. Cause I've been through that already. Okay. So I think, oh man, it's, this is the tricky part because you're not doing this as a profession with your wife right yes it's a hot you guys are able to enjoy it with each other right i made this a business yes with my significant other at that time yes and that was the mistake right there yeah like as much as you want it to be like yeah we have the same interests we're gonna love it together 
that's what causes that conflict is because you guys love what you do so much you're gonna think one thing and they're gonna think another and it's just gonna butt heads right i get that neither one of you are wrong Oh, for sure. Neither one of you are wrong. Right. But you're so stoned. And that's where I can understand. I don't necessarily subscribe to the whole soulmate theory, but that's where I understand that. Mm-hmm. Because if you find that one person that like, I, I would love to open a gym one day. I would love to open a gym just because. So I could be around strongman literally as my life. Um, if my wife didn't have the same vision, it wouldn't work. You and, know what I mean? She doesn't and, even and, have to and, live. And, and, she could she could just be like, the shit at owning a business. Yeah, yeah, or or she could just work out on the side. Right. Like if she wants to do professional, hell yeah. But like even if she was just working out on the side, yeah, just from the fact of supporting you. Well, there's also different views on how things should be done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where like my dad he owns. He technically owns two businesses that just absorb another company. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns a power wash store and a power wash company. Mm-hmm. So they supply and they provide. Um, and that motherfucker stays so stressed. Luckily, him and his business partner, who he's not married, mm-hmm. you know, or he doesn't even have a girlfriend. He's kind of like you. He doesn't entertain females at the moment, mm-hmm. which is good because he needs to set his own fucking self straight. Um, but him and his business partner have similar vision, you know, or if they didn't, they were able to discuss it to get on the same page. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So. And that, that's why I like Pup so much. Cause right now, uh, he, he, luckily he, he's still staying on with me. To help right. Me. I was going to ask you that. Is he still at the shop? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. He's not at the shop. He's pretty much retired now. Okay. Just, I asked him to stay with me though, to help me with just. Get my shit together, you know. Yeah, keeping it, keeping it together and admitting needing the help is like a huge part. And that's and I kick myself so much because he gets onto me so much about it because he's like, "Man, we could have just had this shit done and over with," you know. Like, I don't know why you waited so long. And it was literally because of that I wanted to try and do it for myself. I was right. not able to do it, and I didn't want to ask and be well, like, "Well, you hey, want to you you want to almost be able to say that you're like self made." Exactly. Of you course. Know? Of course. No I one wanted... want no one wants to say like, "Well, I had this guy helping me," you know. But once you put that aside, you're gonna be so much better. You wanna you wanna be able to say you did it all by yourself, you know? Right. But there's nothing wrong with being able to say you were able to do this with somebody else. Right. That's and that's where like. Um, I, I don't want to say like I'm jealous of the struggle certain people have gone through, but you know how like I think you and I sort of had like similar when we were kids, you, you kind of did what the fuck you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Like in high school, you kind of like did whatever. I had that luxury as well. Maybe maybe you didn't have it like what, what, however, I grew up, I pretty much did what the fuck I wanted. Like I drank when I wanted, I smoked when I wanted, I fucking went out when I wanted, and that's not an ideal situation to grow up in, but mm-hmm. I feel fortunate that I did grow up that way because um, certain people grow up in, in a household where they're not necessarily allowed to experience. And when they leave the house, they go a little bit fucking crazy. And it just you know? ruins them for the and, rest. Exactly. And it yeah. kind of, they, they're, not, they're not at a start that they could have been if they had been allowed to enjoy in moderation or even go fucking buck wild. You know what I mean? And just get it out yourself. When there's no consequences. Yeah. So. You know, I feel fortunate that I grew up that way, even if maybe it means I went to college and to get my fucking degree because I was too worried about other shit. You know, like 
I was fortunate enough to live with my dad during college and receive his GI Bill. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was able to not have a job. Mm -hmm. And as much as that sucked and as much as I was so much worse for thinking about how money would be the thing that made me a happy person or a female would make me a happy person. Now, as a person who realizes the value of a dollar, I can appreciate what I have so much more because I was afforded those opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you definitely got to keep... You definitely you got to make money to enjoy yourself too. Oh, to for sure. To keep things rolling. I, I and I can't act like because I'm not rich. You know, I'm definitely fucking middle class. You know, if anybody's gonna be rich, it's probably Jalen. You Jalen from oh from fuck man. this motherfucker playing football and right man like <laughs> there's like, still he's man, made it for sure. You know, man. You know who I want to see do more shit is fucking. You call him David, but Jose. My brother? I want him to do so much with his uh, music, bro. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't care about making money from him. I'm like, but you're so good, bro. Like, his tape, he he gave me a tape for free. And I was like, I was ready to buy it. Like, five, like five bucks, that's fucking so reasonable for a tape. And that is my most played cassette because I, he's so fucking good. And I don't think he realizes it, man. I didn't even play that cassette. I bought it. I, I gave him some money because he right. was trying to do the same. But I'm like, no, bro. You know, take it as investment for your thing. Or yeah. Bro, I have that. I don't even have a tape recorder. But oh, I, see, I do. I have a boombox because <laughs> I listen to, like, I have, a, I have an old um, record table, like, a, like from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, you know... At first, I was like, let me get all vinyl, everything. Let me, I wanted to be one of those guys. Yeah. But now I'm kind of like, let me get all of like the Cures shit. Like bands that I would fucking love to listen to in their original state. Let me get that on vinyl. Um, which I've, I've sort of always been that way. But I was like, I want to have all, like even if it wasn't originally pressed on vinyl, I want all of the Cures shit on vinyl. And then beyond that, just kind of what I feel Cassettes are so just much collect. cheaper. You just R- right, but cassettes are cheaper. Okay. You know, so like I could get Dropkick Murphys or fucking Suicidal Tendencies mm-hmm. on cassette mm-hmm. if I go to a shop for like two bucks. A whole album versus I would pay $20 for it on vinyl, yeah. even if it's used. Oh, yeah. Or if I find like a rare find like The Damned. Like I don't know if you know who The Damned is. They're they're an old punk band from England okay. around the time like the, the Sex Pistols were big. Oh yeah, they so, like, do, like punk rock shit. Yeah, so like yeah, they had yeah, Dave yeah, yeah. Dave Vanian and he was the first. Like he's like he's like goth daddy. Yeah, and I love goth shit. Fuck, I never grew out of that phase. It's crazy to see you looking now, but like you know from what you what you used to right. look like in your goth phase, I can. <laughs> But, I so, see so you would have that. Stuff. That was like my faux emo phase, you know, in high school. Like I did not listen to any emo kid music. I ha- I've always hated like Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, yeah. Or or A Day to Remember. I don't like. I don't like them. You just listen to trap music and shit. I I I listened to like Corn. Oh. Back in that day, back in that time, but everyone thought Corn was lame. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't put it on display. Yeah. You know, yeah. now my music is more evolved. Where like. I listen to like mostly I'll listen to goth shit, but like I've branched into more like post punk, new wave. You know, uh, I started listening to French rap while I lift. Dude, I like bluegrass now. I fucking love, dude. Man, okay, I love that. So shit, like bro. proto proto bluegrass, Hank Williams. You ever listened to Hank Williams Senior? Fuck, 
one of my all-time favorites. It's one of those things where I get mad at myself that I didn't explore more music when I was younger. I know, me too. Because I listen to like Hank Williams, I, uh, Merle Haggard, fucking Bob Dylan. Uh, just like, I why t- Why did I not? I tell you, listening to like bluegrass, like some good bluegrass. Especially know? when you own being Southern. Like we live in the South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, it's it's like it hits you totally different, and then it's like first off, how did we not ever listen to this at first? For because being in, in because the South. because I was on fuck country, but we oh, were yeah. only exposed to like Kenny Chesney and fucking whoever other stadium country artist there was. Yeah, we weren't exposed to that real country. Which if you get into the roots of like bluegrass and like old country, it's all depressing as fuck. Hank Williams talks about dying. All the time. Yeah. It's depressing, but I'll tell you what, listening to Bluegrass, it makes me feel so much like a badass. Yeah, because it's, it's outlaw. It's it's outlaw country. That's, oh, man, I look up this genre called outlaw bluegrass, whatever right? like that. It's beautiful. That Johnny Cash, Fuck. like sexy rass voice. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, I listen to Hank. So I don't listen to Hank Williams Jr. a lot. I will out of respect for like the name. Yeah, yeah. But I listen to Hank Sr. and Hank the Third a lot. I and think Hank the Third is the one that's like the super raspy. In here. He's very raspy. He's like, I like to get pure drunk on the Mississippi mud. Like, it's very fucking outlaw, man. But he's like the outlaw it's, ghetto. It, it's it's almost gothabilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I and I started listening. Gothabilly is that a thing? Fuck, listen. Are you kidding dog, me? Dog, oh, dog. Man, I'm about to look this. Look up, up gothabilly. There's a there's a. You know what? Hold on. Where's my fucking phone? That's that's I've, the I've shit only, I've been looking for. I've right I've here. only played a song on here once or twice. Let me show you, Vampire Beach Babes. All right. Oh my fucking god! It is so fucking beautiful. Um, it's it's called Gothic Surferama. I'll tell you what, too. Listen, listening to bluegrass and riding a motorcycle. See, I don't have a motorcycle. You got, man. What do you think about? You think maybe? I mean, no? maybe one day. I did want one when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But it kind of went to the back of my list, and now I'm more like, I feel bad if I spend money on shit that's not strong, man. <sighs> because that's my passion right yeah, now, you know? Yeah. So. You have to have, like, you have, I, like, to have your, your, ho- your other hobbies, well, like, too, man. Like the red SUV, mm-hmm. that's mine. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I drive. So mm-hmm. I drive a mom SUV because it's there's more leg room. I'm a I'm, a, I'm 250 pounds, so I need space. whatever makes you comfortable. Right, exactly. So, but eventually I'll get a fucking motorcycle when my kids are older, and I yeah. stop spending money on like daycare and diapers and yeah, shit that's like not that. a bad idea. Right. All right. So, that's not a bad idea. But dude, listen to this fucking song. It's 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 by Vampire Beach Babes, but the song is called Gothic Surferama. And if you just type in Gothabilly, that playlist is fucking beautiful. Alright. But Yeah, I already tell that's it. You hear this? it's it's kind of funky, mm. but he has the drone like uh, like Nick Cave does. Do you ever listen to Nick Cave? I'm not good with names to be honest. Ooh. If you I like if I hear things, Hold on. I'm good. You hear that? It's it's almost like it's recorded on a 20s microphone. Oh yeah, is it's, this new stuff though? No, this is older. Oh, Gothabilly, like it's so you know Rockabilly. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Everyone knows Rockabilly. Yeah. Gothabilly is the culmination, like between like if The Cure met fucking 
the twangy sound of the 70s. Mm-hmm. It is so... Because I don't know any like rockabilly artists per se, other than like I listen and I listen to psychobilly shit too. Like there's a song called Psychobilly Freakout and it's fucking great, but uh, it's just like uh, like that bluegrass shit, you know, like and like dark Southern Gothic shit. That's a thing too. Like these uh, this this duo called uh, those poor bastards. I think I listen to them. Dude, they're so good, and I don't. Yeah. I don't listen to them enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like I feel bad because there's artists that I want to get into, but I don't feel like I have the time to pay them the respect that they deserve. So I don't listen to them just yet. You know, That's like okay. like Nick Cave. I want to listen to more Nick Cave, but I don't think I could because I like to sit down and listen to an album from start to finish. That way, I can get the full feel. Like, um, do you know Joy Division? Okay, so they're a post-punk band. Ian Curtis, one of my favorite singers of all time. He's so fucking good. He kind of, he's proto-goth. You know, like, he started the whole, like, depressing, uh, like, thunky bass lines and fucking... Yeah, oh, that's God. it right there. Like, that's what I like about The Cure and their their older, darker shit and their album, Disintegration, which is my number one favorite album. Yeah. But Ian Curtis... His favorite album, he he killed himself, uh, but he died. He killed himself listening to The Idiot by Iggy Pop, who was lead singer of the Stooges. So, of course, I was like, well, of course I have to listen to the album that Iggy, that Ian Curtis killed himself to. Why the fuck would I not? So, um, I listened to The Idiot from start to finish. It is a perfect fucking album. Iggy Pop, you can tell David Bowie's influence on him when he was in Germany at that time. It's fucking beautiful but it makes you i guess you started understanding like wow this i could understand where it put him in a depressive state or something well he was depressed because he had epilepsy and he couldn't perform with joy division like he was supposed to and Mm. he wanted to live more of a rock star lifestyle but he was married and had a kid so he kind of had a mistress on the side and bang you know it all sorts of but he, he couldn't get his dick up because of his epilepsy medication and where he should have been taking rest time instead he was touring and recording and stuff which great work came out of his depression but it's almost like would you rather have the music or would you have rather have ian curtis so you could still see him i will because i will never see joy division live because after he died they they formed a new order mm-hmm. uh and with um Brian Sumner or Bernard Bernard Sumner as uh, the the lead singer because they they kind of like the Beastie Boys after MCA died they said like well we're not Joy Division without Ian so we got to figure out something else to do you know I mean you, it's not gonna be the same it's because it won't yeah, yeah. It, it won't at yeah. all it's like it's kind of like Queen Freddie Mercury is my favorite singer of all time. Like, I think his vocal range is, is, it's a cork. There you go. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, but after Freddie Mercury died, Queen now will still tour, but there'll be Queen and Adam Lambert. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Adam Lambert is not Freddie Mercury. Yeah, you just can't, you know? like, you can't do it. And it's one of those things where it, I get sad about shit that I can't control. Like one day I was listening to the Ramones. They're my favorite punk band. And I think Joey Ramone is... Dee Dee Ramone is one of the most talented writers of all time. And Joey Ramone is is 
the most adorable rock star I've ever seen in my life. Like there's a story where when he was first recording, not recording, but rehearsing, like they were like getting the idea of the Ramones with like Tommy Ramone and Johnny and all them. Joey was originally going to play drums and he was putting the kit together and he was taking so long. They started jamming without him. So (laughs) being in a rush, he didn't put the seat on the drum stool so he was just kind of crouched on the pole and Joey Ramone was like 6'4 and lanky. So he's like hunched over <laughs> sitting. This poor dude is like, oh fuck, they're going to start without me. So he's sitting on the pole of a drummer stool yeah, and like no drumming. Oh. And I was like, oh Joey, you're so adorable, man. Oh, like, pull up your ass. Fuck. <laughs> like, and he, he's dead. He died. Uh, like, uh, I think everybody in the Ramones are dead except for like... Fuck, I, f- I forget the guy that's still alive, but he's like, he's not one of the originals, like uh, Johnny, Joey, Dee Dee, and Tommy. Uh, but like one day I was listening to the Ramones and I just got so fucking sad that I would never see the Ramones because they were such an iconic part of, of the punk legacy in, in New York. Like the New York punk scene is what started it and then it moved out to California. Mm-hmm. So it, it just made me so upset. Like, I'm like, why am I sad? Like, I can't stop this, but like I can't also I, I can't change this, but I can't stop the feeling of being sad. It's, it's like it's upsetting, you know, something that you love so much and you'll never get to experience it, and it's heyday. And that you got to think about nowadays. You got to take that now in a concept. Don't miss your opportunities. Right, right. Don't want to miss your opportunities. Right, and and I, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass because Metallica did come through here, and while I think Metallica is very campy metal, I listen to like mostly black metal. Um, they're still legendary. You have to respect Lars as a fucking drummer, man. I'm not a big Metallica fan, but I did see them. You did see them? You yeah. I don't know if it was the same concert that you're thinking of, though. It was at Bridgetown. I mean, it was at Bridgetown. It was like it was like a I don't know. It wasn't a farewell tour, but they played all of their songs or I something like that. It was like it was supposed to be like a long ass concert. I might have been at a different one cuz I want to say Metallica was like opening for Iron Maiden or something. Opening? Yeah, it was Metallica like, was opening. Or I'm pretty sure. Or were they like co-headlining? Maybe co-headlining. I just know it was Metallica, Iron Maiden, and then there were some people before them that right. were probably opening. Yeah. So they were probably opening, and then he was probably like co, like you said, co-headlining. Yeah. But dude, it was Metallica and Iron Maiden that same night, and I don't listen to people like that. I don't listen to Iron Maiden, and I don't really listen to Metallica either. But dude, when you see him in person, you, yeah, I felt I had that same experience. Like, I don't do this, but I could totally respect being able to watch Iron Maiden and right. Metallica right now. See, like I was gonna go to a Slipknot show in, uh, it was part of their Not Fest tour, mm-hmm. and I think I think Slipknot's kind of dorky. You oh, know? yeah, of course I they think are. people who are, like, really into yeah. into, into Slipknot, they're kind of, like, not going to hang out with those guys. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I can appreciate Iowa for being the album that it is. I can appreciate, like, I can appreciate Corey Taylor's talent as a as a, as a singer. You know what I mean? And, like, them as a band, I can, I can respect their process. And But I really wanted to go to that Not Fest show in St. Louis for behemoth they're a polish black metal band they're not my favorite black metal band but by a fucking long shot but 
we didn't end up going. And I'm kind of like, fuck, man. Like, when is the next time Nurgle is even going to be out of Europe? You know what I mean? Like, might have been the last time you ever had. Maybe, maybe. I'll probably never see a live black metal show. I, honestly, because they're so. Black metal is still relatively underground, and the bands that I'm into are not. Mainstream. There's like no that. black metal scene here. Yeah. And as much as I would love to, like, start that scene here, I'm not going to do it. You know, I don't have the talent for it. And, uh, well, the, the time. Yeah. You're going to have to make that a fucking full time thing then. Exactly. You know, and like the only thing I've started doing in my free time, if I'm not doing this or lifting, is like I started painting. You know, Good. just because. Like, Good. I was like, fuck, I have this in my head. Let me get it out. Like I was saying with the writing and stuff like that, you, you got to have other things to keep you occupied. Right, you right. You got to do some other things. And, but I'm also big on sleep. You know, so like if I fucking, because I need a lot of sleep, so. I need to get there. I'm starting <laughs> to get there. But right. I, you're talking to someone that you, I starve myself like three, four hours of sleep. <sighs> oh man. Yeah. yeah and I can't do that. I have, I have sleep apnea. So. What is that? Like you just. I stop asleep? breathing. Oh. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So I think I've, I might've been telling you about it when I, when I got tattooed. Uh, but, um, it turned out it was severe sleep apnea. So I stopped breathing like 31 times an hour during my sleep study, which was like, I stayed at like the sleep center overnight. Yeah, yeah. And um, she woke me up in the middle of the night and was like, I'm going to put this mask on you. And I was like, was it bad? She was like, yeah, you're fucked up. Like, So what do you do for that now? I have a CPAP. So I have a machine that if I stop breathing, it opens my airways back up. Is it just a mask? Thing so or? it's like I have nose cushions. I have, I have the nostril pillows. Yeah, yeah. So like I didn't want the whole, the whole thing over my nose or like even like this because... I, I made myself stop mouth breathing. Yeah. I forced myself to breathe through my nose. And, and I learned it's like a muscle where if you don't... I've always been a mouth breather my whole life. So it would make sense. My nasal passageways are very small. And I listened to uh, a podcast. And there was, it was a dude who specialized in... A, he was, well, he was a journalist, but he did a book on breathing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if you force yourself to breathe through your nose, I promise you it will get easier. And that day I was like, all right, fuck it, cool. You said it was possible, so I guess it's possible. You know? So ever since then, like, I still have days where my, if my allergies are acting up or I, I lean my head a certain way, my shit will close up. But for the most part, you know, I, I'm, I breathe through my nose. And then uh, that helped me with the CPAP. So it's a constant flow of air. So if I open my mouth, you can hear the air coming out. <laughs> so I close my mouth and... Fucking seven hours of sleep never felt so great, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I, I mean, I used to like fall asleep driving, or I would fucking like, I'd be giving my son a bath. Is that a thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I gotta do that. Yeah, for sure. It's. But it's, is that a bad thing? Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's one of the worst things because I mean, driving tired is, is the same as driving drunk. But is that a mental thing? No, no. Because I used to fall asleep standing up. Okay. I'd be at a meeting at work. Okay. And I'd be like. Yeah. And then I would like start to fall and then I would jolt awake and then I'd be done being tired, but my body had to get to that point. Yeah. So one, and you know how like when you get really tired, you start to feel really warm. 
Yeah. That's your body shutting down because it's like you, bro, you gotta fucking sleep. You know, so that extra shot of adrenaline to keep you awake, that taxes your brain, that taxes your adrenal gland, that taxes your nervous system. You'll you can develop a fucking oversensitivity to carbohydrates. Shit like that. Like and and an oversensitivity to carbohydrates can lead to like diabetes. Um, so just a lack of sleep, maybe. Lack of sleep. Dude, sleep is more important. I would say it's probably not sleep apnea for you. It's usually for people with like thicker necks. I kind of drew the short stick. I've had sleep apnea since I was five. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember not breathing. I thought it was normal. Um, but basically, sleeping is a hard reset on your brain. It helps you solidify information better. So if you read something and then you sleep, it will implant itself in your brain. Um, it lowers your risk of Alzheimer's, lowers your risk of fucking dementia. Um, it's, it's so fucking important. And a, a lot of people like, they like to be like, Oh, I'm, Oh, I don't need that much sleep. But like in zero fucking cases, do you not need sleep? Yeah. I mean, I see my life back <laughs> so I can get sleep. That, that would be nice. To be yeah. Able to get some sleep. It's, um, it, it's also a matter of shutting down. You know, I, I, I mean, I've had, I've, That's I've the got, hard part. Shut, how do you shut yourself down? I take melatonin or I did. Now I don't have to do that. Okay, okay. So I've the CPAP kind of helps me focus my breathing, mm-hmm. and I like it's almost like meditating, you know. So I focus on my breathing and solely that, and then I wait for myself to relax. I can feel my throat relax. I can feel my my body getting in rhythm with the machine, and then that kind of helps me. I let myself sink into that. I also take cold showers to help regulate my body temperature. I think it kind of like shocks you a little bit. Uh, yeah, you'd think that like it would wake you up, but if you force yourself to control your breathing while you're taking a cold shower, then it all it does is like your body has to. Um, Breathing's a lot. Breathing is a lot. Breathing is more it takes than a lot. Yeah. oh, for sure. But like I take, I also take like ice baths for recovery and shit. Mm-hmm. So a cold shower is like whatever. It's relaxing to me. I've gotten to that point where my body's like, oh yeah, you know. Where, well, I'll shock myself with the shower. I'll hit, I'll hit a warm shower and then just turn it cold right before I'm done. That's what I do too. But I'll do it for like a minute. I'll stand this way for a little bit and I'll turn to the side and I turn to my back and I soak my head. And before I turn it off, I like get in all in there, let it get over. Like it's so refreshing. It's to me. a cleansing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's a total cleanse. For right sure. There. It's a mental cleanse. And then also, do you know who Wim Hof is? No. Okay. So he's, um, He's like the the Western guru of breathing and meditating, like Swami Rama. Is that the dude that wears the speedo? Yes, and he does like the the mountain hiking. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, that dude's fucking crazy. Right, fucking so crazy. He's a fucking beast at what he does. And oh one yeah. The, and one of the things he doesn't provide his method for free, obviously, but one of the things he will tell people is is a couple times a day, take thirty deep breaths. And and let that oxygen saturate you. Have you seen his documentary? I've not. He has a documentary, dude. It's on. I think it was on Netflix. Ooh. He's got a documentary. Okay. And they started. Oh my goodness. They started talking about like, you know how you say he doesn't do it for free, obviously or whatever. Right. So they started talking about like, the money this dude bringing in. Yeah. Because I think they the documentary is about like him doing fraud or something like that. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, it goes pretty deep. Like, I guess, like, he was frauding his money, like, hiding a bunch of money, doing it through the business. I'm not mad like about that. that. Whatever. I mean, it's, if That's you like, do it right, you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know, whatever. You fucking make money from telling people how to breathe. So, so, so hear me out, because this is what I was doing with, with, as I was watching the documentary, right? So, they were saying that this man charges $3,000, three Thirty five hundred, something like that, right? Per class. Per person. Right? Get the fuck out of here. Three thousand dollars to take a class to learn how to teach breathing. Right? So he's taking trips to fucking Miami, fucking across the world to Saudi Arabia and stuff like that, like living in this super sweet hotel or whatever like that, you know what I'm saying? And you're wondering like how the fuck is this dude affording this stuff, right? So let's do some math real quick. They're also saying at these hotels that he's staying at is where he would also be renting out the, like... The ballroom. Yeah, the ballroom yeah. to do his classes and shit like that. So at 3,000 people, almost 100 people, let's say just 75 people in your class, right? Right. Just 75 times 3,000. That's $225,000. God damn, man. You only got, you only got 75 people. I'm pretty sure he was doing classes of over like 150 people. Right. Like these people, they only take what? A square foot? Right. So you're jamming as many people as you can in that ballroom. Per fire code, yeah. Per fire code. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're going to max out that fire code. Right. So let's say you got 150 people paying $3,000 for the class. You just almost, you just made half a million dollars. God damn. Half in, a million dollars for in, one day of classes. Right, in one fucking day. And he's doing like three, four day classes at fucking places, you know? So, <sighs> times, so 450,000 times, let's say you're doing a three day class, you just made a million and a quarter in a weekend. <laughs> in a weekend, right. to teach people how to breathe. Right, and then you can go. To a fucking bourbon distillery and 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 because he he's a whiskey drinker oh, and yeah. he can select his own fucking barrel and be like I want ten bottles out of out of barrel one A in warehouse H yeah and and the so then it, it also the documentary talks about his fraud talks about stuff he does and then he actually didn't create these things because I remember I, you might know where it's like some like seven step breathing process of a book he read, wrote or something like that okay so. It's just like seven positions. If you do them correctly in a row, it in a certain order. It like it, opens your chakras. Yeah, some shit like that. He didn't create this. Right, no, of course not. Somebody He's a fucking white dude. That all that breathing shit was popular in Asia. He got this from some uh his guru, his teacher. Mm-hmm. He got this from his teacher. His teacher never made money from it or anything. He just taught him this stuff. What he did was he wrote a book about it. And then he businessed it. That's... Look at that fucking spider right there. Thinking he pays rent in this fucking garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's kind of upsetting. That's upsetting. Like, I, I hate to see people conned out of money. And I don't think he's necessarily conning people out of money. Because if you want to do a class on breathing and you have $3,000 to throw away, fucking whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to do. But, but don't like, claim it. But uh, right, he stole that shit from his, his his guru. Yeah, and then he made money off of it. Made millions off of it. Off of it. That's yeah, upsetting. 
that's that's disappointing. Which I, and I'm not discounting his methods, you know, but this dude Swami Rama, that was like, so I don't know much about him, but I'll, I do know this dude. This dude started doing yoga at the age of four. Yeah. Okay. Spent like twenty years. Yeah. Where his home base was a cave, and he focused on breathing every day, and he got to a point where he could change one finger to blue from drawing the blood out of it turn another finger red from putting more blood into it no it was way. real yep swear to god yeah they got it on camera it was real like it's no one believed it because i mean fuck like here in western civilization why would you fucking believe that of course you can't do that from breathing but he spent 20 years where all he did was breathe have you seen that shit about levitation with sound how they used to do that with the monks I've heard talk about it. Oh, man. So apparently this fucking... So you're always wondering how they moved the headstones and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. But they didn't have... Machinery. Machinery. Yeah. yeah. Or the blocks in the pyramid or whatever. Okay. So they found these things of... Uh, these monks that use like these very big trumpets or whatever. And they're trained to like hum at a certain pitch. Or whatever. What the fuck? And the sound from the vibrations will levitate heavy ass objects. So they're moving shit with fucking sound and levitation. What the fuck? And apparently this guy fucking found out about it. And like this document, this video film is like highly top secret or whatever. Because this guy found the monks. And then the monks wouldn't show people. Right, of course. You know, they're just going to keep that shit to themselves. And then they finally showed this dude, and he recorded it. And, like, now the videotape is fucking gone. But uh, that's a thing. You can you can levitate shit with fucking sound or whatever. That makes sense because sound is still energy. And it still interacts with solid objects. It's that ancient, uh, ancient knowledge, dude. Dude, it's so weird, man. Okay, so let me, let me, let me, let's, let's get into the fucking weeds here, bro. <laughs> Uh, before <laughs> before it it ends anywhere, um, what do you think about aliens, man? I'm I'm waiting for them to come out with the shit. It's past <laughs> what was it June? Yeah, it's past June first. Where's the shit at? Right, the report. Talking about the report from the at? Pentagon. Yeah, where's everything at? Yeah, man. Where's everything? So at? what about all the disclosed shit that they've been releasing that they, that they have made? You know they like, they've they've disclosed disclosed the videos and like the David Fravor shit where he saw the the Tic Tac, fucking floating over the the water and it went from fucking you know six thousand feet to one foot above sea level in a, in like literally a second. What's the name of that? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Did the, you watch that documentary? I have not watched the documentary, but I listened to the Joe Rogan interview. I mean, I'm in the middle of the documentary. Okay, but you're watching, dude. That shit is fucking crazy, especially the element that he said existed before it officially existed. Yeah, dog, they're hiding so much. They're hiding so much shit, bro. And, like, it's one of those things where even abduction stories, okay, 99.999 repeating percent of them are bullshit. The point... Oh, one percent. That's still fucked up. That is still fucked up. People with radiation burns. People who 
have um, talked about seeing alien-human hybrids. I just feel like they can't all be fake. No, there's real stuff. Like... You know about that base in fucking Arizona, that seven-layer base, whatever? You talking about that seven? I don't know. It the, might the, be... Where, where Bob Lazar worked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. There's, like, different... Actually, yes. Because there's Area 51, and he was like, that's not even the cool shit. S... S seven is where I worked. Yeah, but S seven was level seven because there was like different levels right. to that base. Yeah, but there was like S seven was probably like as far as a human could go. Right, and then past S seven was like aliens. That's where you start meeting the aliens at like S eight level <sighs> S eight and stuff like that. But like above S seven or like I don't remember exactly how many levels or whatever. But so you deal with like normal earth stuff at the top and then you get lower and it starts getting down to like hybrid human hybrids right and fucking mutations and shit like that and then from there it goes to like bob lazar's future tech whatever elements learning how to use alien technology and whatnot yeah and then from there it goes down to like now you've got alien bodies and what and you're morphing alien dna with fucking human dna man yeah i feel like if if crispr is the thing you know about crispr no where you can manipulate human genetics oh yeah that's of course in but it's like public knowledge that's it's known about like you can like let's say like i have you know i have asthma boom you don't want your kid to have asthma guess what they can manipulate that chromosome you know what i mean so you can make your kid have blue eyes you can make your kid be have a predisposition be really fucking strong if like that's available for humans, I just feel like there's so much shit that we don't know about as far as like um, I don't know, man. Man, they've I been mean, growing fucking human ears on rats for years now. Yeah, you years. remember that? Do you remember that episode of South Park? They grew a human dick on a rat, and then the rat got loose, and the, the dick was just walking everywhere. Oh my god! No, <laughs> yeah. no. it was like. Um, Mr. Garrison, you know, he's on it, dude. Yeah, he was he's gay. Yeah. And then he wanted to become a woman, but then he wanted to change back into a man, so they grew him a dick on a rat and the rat escaped the lab. And there was just a dick running around the school and shit. They're they're on it. They already know. Oh, for yes. It's kinda like you know there's a cure for cancer, you know there's a cure for AIDS, you know there's a cure for everything, but like it's one of those things where like you kinda just gotta stay in like willful ignorance. Otherwise you're gonna get pissed off about it. Well, can you do exactly what can you do exactly like what are we gonna do i try not to think about the alien shit too much because it'll drive me crazy because i'm like oh fuck it i know it's there all this evidence from like even colonial times bro and like i feel like we just forgot why we're here right yeah yeah we're we're put here for a reason we had a purpose and then we just slowly forgot or if we're like the fucking uh slave race you know, like oh, we're we're for sure the slave race. You think so? Oh yeah, I think we were put here to mine for gold. <laughs> okay. I think I think we're probably genetically mutated or mm-hmm. something, because we skipped the missing link because of there is there is a shit. missing link. Right? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there for is sure. A missing link because it it just jumps from one thing to another. Yes. You know, there's not enough of that middle proof. Like, yeah. It's here and there, but it's like right. There should be way more proof of it. Yes. So, so there is a missing link. What? What's the purpose of gold? Why is it so valuable? Right. 
But well, because it's rare. It's rarity. You know. You think you know what the real reason is? Conductivity. Conductivity. Electricity. Gold is such a great conductor of electricity. That's that's why they power. wanted. That's why they wanted the philosopher's stone. Is that the alchemy? Is like, what, what is the philosopher? So philosopher's stone was yeah. like you can change any metal into gold. Oh. You know, yeah, that's what they were trying to do, and we can do that. We can change like this into gold through like nuclear fission and shit, but like it costs way more than it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Like you can create like a microgram of gold for like a, a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's just not worth it. Yeah. You know, like it's cool to say like yeah we did it once, but like the 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 process is not efficient at all. So, but. That's why we're mining for it. That's why <laughs> yeah. they have this mining. You know what really? You know what, something that'll really piss you off though is diamonds are not as rare as you think they they're are. They're not at all. No, they're there's not. There's the there's the monopoly of the family that owns the mines that the diamonds are in, and they use fucking African slave slave labor to get that shit. They're they're not rare at all. At they're all. Not rare at all. But they are the hardest material. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt they're the hardest, but that's that's its only value. Right. It's just. It's, it's kind of like. Is it true that dandelion root can cure a bunch of shit and the reason they don't advertise it is because you can pull dandelion root out of the ground? Probably, yeah. It's prob- I wouldn't even doubt it because they don't want you to know, like, yep. oh, yeah, you can cure. <laughs> you got a butt rash? <laughs> Put some dandelion. Well, it's kind of like, it's kinda like a weed. You know, like you can use hemp to build stronger wood, stronger material, stronger paper, anything. You can use, you can build, use CBD to make fucking anything. There's or not, not CBD, but hemp. You need hemp to make anything. There are kids having seizures. Yeah. And it stops with fucking CBD. Or that Charlotte's there. Web strand. Whatever. Where it doesn't, it, they, he removes the, you remove the THC so it doesn't get them high, but they get the cannabinoid effect. Yeah. And it stops their seizures. Yeah. Yep. Like curing seizures, curing some cancer. Like I've, I've seen some shit. Dog, you want to know some crazy shit is breast milk. There was something that my wife was watching where this dude had prostate cancer. He started getting breast milk from this woman. His prostate cancer went away. He stopped drinking breast milk. Prostate cancer came back. So he's on a steady dose of breast milk every fucking day. Maybe because the breast milk is just applying those nutrients. Bro, breast milk is God's milk. I'm telling you. If there is a... If there is Have a, you drank your breast milk? Fuck yeah, I drank breast <laughs> milk. Fuck yeah, I drank breast it milk. Yes. <laughs> So with my first, with my oldest, it kind of it kind of was like a, a coffee creamer, so it yeah. wasn't that bad. Okay. But for some reason, with the youngest, that shit was like. <laughs> but but there was a time where I had just got my vasectomy. Yeah. And uh, which, first of all, can't support uh, voluntary sterilization more because I don't have to pay for condoms. I'm worried about pulling out. Oh, dude, and that's and yeah, like. That's another big reason why I'm just like so. What what is that called when you're just not doing nothing? Uh, celibate. Celibate. Yeah. There's another reason. It's just because I don't I don't want to deal with that shit. Exactly. Nobody wants to deal with that shit. Right. Right. But I don't want to get nobody pregnant. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's totally fucking. You know what? Condoms suck. Like they they do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you. you know, it's bare skin. It's, it's ultra yeah. thin. It's what. It, yeah. No. It's a piece of fucking latex, latex over my love organ, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to enjoy my lady right exactly. now. Exactly. Like, we trying, trying to enjoy each other. Right. But I that, don't want to get... You're trying to make that energy... Ugh. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, latex stops static. Does Energy. it? Oh yeah. So you like yeah. So you don't get stops it, electricity. So you're just not vibing at that point. Right. You're not vibing at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I know you know what I mean when you you reach a point where it's like you're almost one soul. Oh yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. But that latex is right in the way. Yep. Right in the way. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but I was, I was really sick shortly after my vasectomy. Is right? that just a normal thing that happens? No, I don't know. I don't know. But I was oh. like sick as fuck. Like, okay. like you, like I got the vasectomy, everything was cool for a couple days. And then, uh, I thought it was correlated, but I don't think it was in the end. I don't, I really don't think it was, but like the stitch was kind of pussing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, like so I, I came home one day and I was like, babe, I'm not like feeling good. Fuck. Like, and then I was like, by the time I got home, I was like on the floor, hot, cold, hot, cold. Like, oh, fuck. I thought I had COVID mm-hmm. for sure. And like, I didn't sleep that night because I was so sick. My mind was just fucking frying. And uh, my wife, yeah. she's always one to like whatever shake it off type of person. Yeah. She was actually worried about me like yeah. for once. And um, then the next day, like I woke up and I was like, fuck, I still don't feel good. Like, you know what? Drink this breast milk. And later that day, my fever broke. What? Swear to God. Yep. <laughs> Not even fucking with you, man. I thought this was going to be like some amazing thing, nope. but it's just as simple as drinking some breast milk. Right. Right. I think, so maybe it wasn't like, I think the second day I was sick, I still didn't drink anything. I was still on like Tylenol to keep my fever down. I slept a little bit better that night, but then I drank some breast milk and then on whatever day it was that happened, fucking my fever broke. I was cool. You know, that like cold sweat you get after your fever breaks. I felt great. I wonder how much nutrients the breast milk actually has. It's gold. So there's in uh, in Tibet, you know they're like really big into wrestling and shit. Mm-hmm. They believe that the strongest wrestlers are breastfed until they're like seven. Yep, they worship breast milk in that country. Oh man, here you you, you still breastfeeding your child at seven? Right. Yeah, we cut them off at one here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We cut yeah. them off at one. Some people. I mean, it's becoming more and more accepted, and I. It's not something I. I. It. It shouldn't be shunned at all and especially like I think I have more of a um, personal connection to it than like most men would but with our first child he was tongue tied which means like that connector right here it went to the end of his tongue so he couldn't latch properly Mm -hmm. Um, so I I had to bottle feed him while my wife would pump and then uh, she was overproducing so she got engorged so after, we're only sleeping two hours at a time at this point, right? So we're sleep deprived. Um, it was literally like fall asleep. It was like blink. All right, time to feed the baby again. You know, because we had him on a schedule. And she got engorged, so we couldn't go to sleep because she was in so much fucking pain. I couldn't just let her sit there in pain. That's like, I'm guessing it just, their boobs start hurting or something like that. No, like it fills up with so much milk that shit is swelling. Oh, wow. I'm saying like I would touch the top of her boob where it her memory, where, where her memory glands are. It was rock fucking solid. Oh my God. So, and she felt like she had the flu because it was backed up. That's something that happens. And, um, so we had to wrap her boob in a heating pad. And then I was like, she was pumping on full fucking blast 
and I was massaging that shit. Trying to help it. Trying to help so it release. So you're trying to like melt down the milk, I guess, in a way? Uh, to, to relax the muscle. Yeah, To yeah. relax the gland and let it release. Oh my goodness. Bro, yeah. And I'm saying like, you get bottles that are like uh, like this size and fucking full. It was insane. Oh it was, my goodness. Yeah. And I'd like, um, she was married before me mm-hmm. to a soldier. You know, she did some, some dumb kid shit. But uh, he was, you know, an asshole, whatever, yeah, yeah. which is the reason they're not married anymore. Yeah. And I just got to that thinking, I was like, man, I just can't help but feel like if she had been married to that dickhead and like end up having kids with him and went through that problem, he'd be like, damn, that sucks. Hope you fix it. And oh, like, yeah. and, and I'm like, nah, fuck that. Like, that's my, that's my lady. This is my kid. And now I'm like a vehement fucking like breastfeeding supporter like fucking like now if you don't want to breastfeed your kid whatever that's on you cool i think it's the superior it i know science says it's the superior form of food but whatever you want to do that's on you you know but i will always just like i'll always support not having kids i will always support choosing to breastfeed yep so i mean whatever whatever you want to do if you want to feed in public whatever that too, and I don't feel like you should have to get stared at by uh, pervy ass men. Exactly. Men should not get a boner from seeing a kid get fed. You definitely should not be getting a boner, but at the same time, if you could like maybe, you know, I don't know, you don't have to cover yourself completely, but just but don't be a like don't moderate. don't plop the boob out. Yeah, yeah because you know, like, it's one of those things where you can't change public perception. Yeah. You, you just can't. Like you're but not. Don't, you don't need. I don't like. Don't be getting mad at me because I'm like, damn girl, your titty all out. Yeah. Yeah, you like, know, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, you yeah, know, like that exactly. sort of thing. exactly. You know, I'm not trying to be rude or nothing. But right, because boobs are, boobs are still sexualized. Yeah. There's still plenty of yeah. women that are like, oh, no, I'm not going to breastfeed. My goodies are for the bedroom. Well, me, like, I respect. Right, yeah. You know, I respect. I don't, I don't want to look at someone's boobs if I'm not with them or something. Right. You know, or if I'm fucking, if I'm single, it's different. You know, I'll look at some boobs. If I'm <laughs> but if you're, you know, you don't want yeah. to get that kind of shit. You know, like, I don't know. And then with tattooing, well, it kills it. Does it? Oh, yeah. Before it was like, oh, we're tattooing some ass. Oh, you getting a titty tattoo? Hell yeah. Now it's like, oh, okay. So, like, you ever get some stanky ass coming through and you have to tattoo a butt cheek? Did you see that last one I did? No. The wow? I don't think so. You didn't see this wow? I, I don't think so. You didn't see, like, this chick that was, like, in the rebel outfit or anything like that? Yes. Okay, so you saw that one. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, that jogged the memory. Oh, I remember yeah. the post. So this lady came in just regular outfit and everything. Right. And she's like, "Man, I need I, I would like to get WW on W on one cheek, W on the other cheek." And I'm like, "What for?" Oh, fuck. That's disgusting. I just the wow makes sense now. Now you understand why I kept saying wow. Yeah. <laughs> So she's like, she's like, so I can say wow, and I didn't, I didn't process it really. So I'm like, yeah, no problem, whatever. Then she walks back in and she changed outfits. She's got like a whole rebel uniform, fucking. It's a bikini, like a rebel panties, rebel top, and then she had a hat that was a rebel as well, like full rebel. Why? I was just, I mean. I thought she changed into it to be comfortable. 
but then I think it was also like something else like because I was like oh you know this is the only clothes she had and she's getting tattooed on her butt so she probably like just changed into a, you her. gave her the benefit of the doubt yeah and she's definitely being a bitch yes no no, she wasn't. She was cool people. She oh, really okay, cool, okay. Yeah, really cool people. She just walked back in, and she wasn't wearing, like, jeans and a white tee like she was. Right. She had a full Rebel uniform on. Okay. So I'm thinking, like, this has got to be, like, some racist shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's so what I'm, I'm saying. Like, yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm looking it up, like, W-O-W, you know, like, what does this got to mean? What does this got to mean? You know, like, it's got to mean White, some, white women. Or white, white only women, or white on white, or some yeah. shit. You know, like I don't know, but I couldn't. White only white, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. So, but the lady was like, cool people. You know, I wasn't getting no vibes where it was like some racist shit or anything like that. This I was just so, like, I don't, I don't. Oh yeah, that's one of those things I don't understand, but I can't be okay with. So like, I, I put everything on, and I'm looking at the tattoo to make sure it's straight, and she bends over and she's like. How's it look now? Bro, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she said, how'd it look when I bend over? And like, wow. <laughs> That's all I had to say. <laughs> so, I, I'm, so we started tattoo, and I bang out the first one on the left cheek, closest to me. Boom. But then I have to reach over. To get to the other cheek. Uh, yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm reaching over to do the other cheek. And as I'm knocking it out, I get a little whiff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And usually, like, what we'll do is <coughs> we have that, like, green alcohol that smells minty or whatever. I, lo- I love that. Yeah. So sometimes you'll, like, spray it on your paper towel or whatever just to kind of, like, help with the smell of feet or whatever it is you're tattooing. So I... I put a little bit on there and I'm tattooing the other side and then I, I smell it again and I'm like this isn't alcohol <laughs> some some smelly right now <laughs> so then like as I'm tattooing I don't know what came over me but I was like you know what Just like, all right, let me double check what's going on. You just smell it. And when I when I took that when I took that breath, I took that breath and I said, "This this is familiar. I know this smell." So I do it again, and I'm like, "This smells like the hand soap in the bathroom." No, what? (laughs) This lady, I should you not, this lady probably wiped her ass in the bathroom. Fuck out of here. I should you not. It smelled like, it smelled like the soap from my bathroom. (laughs) That took a totally different turn than I expected it to. I thought you were going to say like she had a shitty booty or something. No, dog. So you couldn't be mad. Because she was trying to clean herself. You couldn't be mad. Realizing that her ass might stink. Oh, my God. So I'm thinking, I wonder what it smelled like before. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to smell it. <sighs> wow. So as I'm, as I'm tattooing, I finish it. And she's like, hell yeah, it looks great. She's in love with it. She's like, it didn't smell bad or anything, did it? And I'm like, no. Honestly, it 
smelt clean. And she's like, she, <clears throat> she sounded like this. Well, that's because I was in the bathroom and I wiped my ass for you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, oh, that makes total sense. You just, you went to the bathroom. So I'm not, I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm, thank you. Yeah, I'm. Thank you. Thank for you. sure. I mean, if there's one thing that I'm a big proponent of, it's butthole cleansing, cleanliness. I take uh, single pack wipes with me to work because I get swamp ass at work. You know, I work in a factory. So the number one thing I need is, is to clean my booty. You got you to gotta have a clean booty, man. Yeah, you, you got to have a clean booty. Because it, it determines the smell of your balls. It, it so. does. It, that's part of growing up. Right. You got to have, have, have a clean booty. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. You got to watch out for, for wet wipes. Right. Why wet wipes? So, so I all right. I had to just recently deal with this shit. Okay. But what happens with wet wipes is it gives you more of a swamp ass. Right. So I use dude wipes. I mean, whatever it is. Right. Like, literally, they they're called dude wipes, yeah. and it's single pack. They have aloe and vitamin E on them. That's exactly the shit you need right there, man. Yep. Yeah. And my doctor was like, stay away from baby wipes. Just keep with like good wipes. Right. Dude wipes. That's I think I've seen that too. Yeah. But that's crazy. You got to fucking take care of, like, what? Yeah. We're at and the point now we got to take care of our butts. Right, man. Because there's sometimes, like, I'll be working and I'm like, damn, my ass is, like, really fucking sweaty right now, man. <laughs> and it's, like, I already know that I got, like, the last thing I need to worry about is not wiping my ass good enough. It's because I know that when I get home, like, I already fucking stink. What? Like, the fucking folds of my knees will stink because like I'm sweating so goddamn much and like and I have to wear pants at work. I used to make fun of old people for that shit. For using wipes? No, for like talking about having sweaty ass and shit. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, like, for you make, sure. Oh, you got sweaty ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my 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 stepdad, my mom was like, yeah, because you know Dustin, yeah, he gets swamp ass at work, and I'm like. Pfft. What a fucking loser. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But now, now, we're now, the fucking now I work next to a bay door <laughs> at my job. And I had three people today tell me how sweaty I was. Oh, dude. And I'm like, you think I don't know that? Like, I feel like I took a shower, didn't dry off, put my clothes on. <laughs> and especially now that I'm bald, all the sweat just sits on the top Blame of my head. Yeah. 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 The struggles. Like, yeah, like I wipe my head and it's just like, it's like if I didn't rub lotion in all the way. Oh, yeah. You know? Because I, lo- I, I mean, I do lotion my head. I have to. But like, fuck. Dude, that's... At yeah. that age now, we're, we're, we're at the point where we used to make fun of people for this shit. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're real grown-ups now, man. It's, we're, we're, we're into our late 20s. <laughs> oh, yeah. we still have another fucking forever to go. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not even halfway done. Oh, fuck. You ever think about that? You ever think, like, fuck, the, ma- the, the male life expectancy is 75. You hit 25 and you're like... You're halfway to your halfway point. <sighs> you're like, man, I, I gotta live two more of these motherfuckers. Yep. Yeah, is that what you're telling me? Like, I'm already exhausted. I'm already exhausted thinking about that shit. Oh, yeah. And, and you look at, like, the older generation. Oh, you're too young to... Blah. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, the fuck I'm not. I'm not too young to be tired. Dog, you know how much responsibility I have? It's not like I just go to work and come home. I go to work, come home, lift, clean the house, do the dishes, cook dinner, take my kids to wherever the fuck I got to go to, do some laundry in the middle of the week. Are you a silent sufferer? Yep. For sure. Yeah. Like, I, uh, because to me, I used to not subscribe to, like, gender roles necessarily. And I still don't always because, like, 
there's shit I do around the house that some like misogynistic motherfuckers would be like, oh, the, the woman should be doing all that. Like, fuck oh, that, yeah. man. I, I, I do dishes. Yeah, yeah. I cook. I clean. I yeah. give the kids a bath, whatever. Um, but I'm very into um, a man should just do what he has to do and shut the fuck up about it because you're a man. Like, yeah. get, get over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not, it's not one of those things where like um, someone will always have it worse than you. I don't give a shit about that. Every struggle is is um, it, it's it's um, not not suggested, but it's um sub it's subjective. Every struggle is subjective. It applies to one person and that person only. Yeah, you know you can't you can't compare your struggle to anyone else's. Yeah. So I mean, a, a person who makes fucking a million dollars a year, they have struggles too. They're yeah. stressed as fuck. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm very much into like. And it, it kind of got solidified getting a coach. I don't want to do half the shit my coach tells me to do, but I do it because he told me to do it. So I fucking, what am I going to do? Complain to a dude who deadlifts over a thousand pounds? Right. You can't. Yeah. Because he's been through the struggle. He's a fucking attorney, you know, and he still found time, found time to be a badass at strongman. So like whether it's, it's, you know, I don't want to do 90 fucking lunges up and down the road or, or I don't want to do the dishes. Like, you do what you have to fucking do. That and I, I totally agree with you on that. And I guess it does kind of suck a little bit because it's like a gender kind of thing, right? Or whatever. But man, it's just again we're I, in that generation. Yeah. Well, we're also seen as sissies by older generations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So it's, I'm not trying because I don't give a fuck. I could give a fuck what any Gen Xer or Boomer thinks about us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a millennial. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna bash Gen Z for what they do with fucking TikTok. I'm not worried about what they do because is that what's after us right now? Gen Z, yeah, Gen Z? yeah, like they're they're the TikTokers and yeah, that's, shit like that. That's where oh yeah. So it's totally different. It's it's totally different. The shit that they care about, I I don't give a fuck about, man. And I and sometimes it makes me feel like an old head, but I'm like, you know what? You care about what you think is important. I'm gonna care about care about what I think is important. And for some reason, that older generation can't stop and be like they're dealing with their own struggles, they have to project what they see as a struggle onto us. Well, what is the gen in front of us? The boomer, you said? No, no, no. Gen X is right behind us. Like so, our parents. So who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our so parents are behind us then. Yeah. Okay. And then boomers are before them. Okay. They're the baby boomers. Okay, so they came out of parents who fought in World War Two. So, so the baby boomers and the Gen X, which are our parents. Yes. So those two, I feel like, were so integrated with the gender roles. Right. As in, like, right. you need, to, if you're gonna be a fucking man. Yep. You're gonna take care of your goddamn family. And, and you don't cry. And you don't. You don't yep. show emotion. You don't show none of that. Right. Shit. So we're starting, we're in that role of, I don't know about you, but I was, I always saw my dad fucking working hard. He didn't cry. So I was fortunate where my dad was never afraid to show emotion. You That's know? great. And I think that came out of his dad. He never showed emotion and he mm-hmm. realized that might've fucked me up as a kid. So... Now I grew up and if I saw my dad cry, that fucked me up. I I wanted to be there for my dad. 
every time he cried. Because if he cried, it was something serious. He didn't cry over nothing. Yeah. You know? Right, right. They just don't cry over nothing. Right, right. But he, like, if he cried, it was, it wasn't like, boys don't cry. Stop that shit. You know, like, if I was feeling something, he, he would let me cry. And I'm the same way with my kids. You know, like, my son, I tell him, like, hey, buddy, it's okay to show emotion, but you got to control it. You know, like, if you're mad, that's cool. Be mad. Like, even don't be like, be mad at me. I don't, I don't care. But you cannot hit me. You cannot throw stuff around. You yeah. can't yell. Like, don't, yeah. like, it's okay to get the, angry. The, okay way that, the way angry. that he does it is like that little kid, like, bah, bah, like, yeah. it's zero to 100. And I'm like, buddy, you gotta, yeah. and I, I've tried to start instilling in him, like, as a, as a boy, I don't, you know, cause I, I don't wanna make him think he has to be a man already, cause he definitely fucking does not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm like, as a boy, you gotta own everything you do, man. Like, you have to, if, if you're embarrassed of something you did, get over it. You did it, you have to deal with the consequences, you know? And um, I, I think almost like I enjoy being sad almost to a fault. I will find stuff that will make me cry. <laughs> like, for 100%, like, I'll find, like, if a cartoon like Adventure Time will make me cry, yeah. like I will watch through Adventure Time until I get to the end. And I'm like, fuck. Or I like, didn't. I didn't touch it. I didn't touch like that until recently. Really? Yeah. Doesn't it feel good though to like you hit a point where you're like yeah. you're like I feel like I need to cry instead of burying that shit. Oh yeah. You go ahead and let yourself have that moment. Like I had one of those moments recently where I was like, I just feel like I need to cry, but I didn't want anybody to be around, you know, because I needed that for myself. So I put on this song called uh, Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. Mm -hmm. He wrote it about his son who died. His son was four and he fell out of a fucking 20 story window and died. And so he's, I know he's a broken man because if I, if one of my kids died, you couldn't tell me shit. I, I'm dead. You know, I'm living for my other kid, you know? Yeah. So I listened to that song. I cried for like, 20 seconds I'm cool you know what I mean you gotta let yourself have that have that have that very insignificant moment of your life cause what do you whatever you're doing it's not so important that you can't stop and take some take 20 seconds for yourself it's not I think it was just more of just again that, that block yeah you know like or that just well my dad was never like you can't cry cause you're a man it was just I always seen him hold it back. Right. So I was like, man, you know, if he's holding it back, I need to hold it back. You know, right. I can't, I can't let it hit me. He didn't let it hit him. So I saw that, and then I felt like that made me feel like that. But then recently, yeah, I think with everything changing over, I've even noticed my dad being more, you know, just feely. Yeah. I understand feelings more. Pick up right. feelings more. And Social yeah, cures. Yeah. And you, and you also, um, one thing I was fortunate of too is like my dad was never afraid to let me know how much he loved me. Mm -hmm. You know? So like I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, I grab, grab my son's face. I'm like, buddy, you're, you're beautiful. I, I love you so much. Like it's, I hate that stereotype of fucking don't show your emotion if you're a man. That's so asinine to me. It's, it's so alien. I, I don't understand it. You know, because it's not like men don't have feelings. It's not sissy to have feelings. It makes you a fucking human. It so, does make you a human. It yeah. does. But I, I, I'm still on that fence, man. Yeah. I'm on that fence, like, 
Like, I want to tell my kid, you're fucking, you're a boy. Like, you gotta suck it up. Oh, first, do it. right. There's still stuff that, like. Or, like, you cry and suck it up, man. Like, get over it. Right. You know, but. Uh, it's, I, I'd like to think I've hit the happy middle ground where um, I don't let them cry if they fall down. Mm-hmm. Like they'll fall down if they're really hurt. I'm like, ooh, yeah, oh, <laughs> all right, buddy, come on, yeah, come okay, here. yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it. That hurt, but yeah, like yeah. if if my son falls out of a chair, I'm like, you good? All right, get up. Yeah, get up, bro. Yeah. What you doing? Yeah, and he'll ask me. He's like, Daddy, do you cry when you get hurt? I was like, No. Like I tell him, like, No, no. Now I do not. When I was a kid, yes, but as an adult, when I get hurt, I just get mad, you know. So. I and I've told him I was like I more cry over stuff that makes me sad or stuff that makes me happy. So trying to help him understand that we shouldn't be crying because we fell out the chair. Right, but if he like smacks his head into a corner, one hundred percent. Like he he on his fourth birthday, he hold on man. I, I'm sorry. I gotta kill this fucking spider. I seen your eyeballing this spider. Is he just keep moving or something? Yeah, man. He went from the garage door. To now he's over here and I feel like he's beelining it to my fucking doorway here. Oh, you motherfucker. It's like, okay. it's, it's like that protective instinct coming in right now. Like, you, yeah. ain't getting, you ain't getting fucking close to my kids. Yeah, you don't, you don't pay rent in my house, dog. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> damn he's dead, sad. by the way. Just oh, he is dead. 100%. I smashed the fuck out of him. I, saw, I watched him go from this middle panel oh, of the yeah, garage. Oh, the whole time watching um, him yeah. every move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to just knock this it, off. I was, I was like, you know what? I can just, I can, I can hold it in. It, it, it does not fucking matter. It's a, it, 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 it's not even a poisonous spider. Dude, I saw you sizzling just like, oh, I gotta go fucking kill this. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, yes. I teach, like... On his fourth birthday, he he cracked open his eyebrow on yeah. a on a marble table, and I didn't want to take him to the hospital. I knew they weren't going to stitch it because that skin right there is so thin. They were like, "Sorry, it's not deep enough." I told my wife, "I was like, let's put some liquid bandage on it, yeah, you yeah. know, and we'll neosporin it so it doesn't scar as much." Yeah. Said, no, take him to the fucking emergency room. So I was like, "All right, cool, whatever." And he started crying about it, you know. And I'm like, "Buddy, go ahead, fucking cry, man. You just split your shit open on your birthday." Like, oh, it's damn. cool, bro. Like, be upset. Like, you be upset that you, that, like, your birthday, you split your eyebrow open. Be upset that that shit hurts. 100%. That fucking hurt. Yeah. Like, you ran right smack fucking to a table, man. That, like, I might cry, bro. <laughs> like, did you see it? So, what? Did you see it? Yeah. Oh. No, because it was, it was, um, oh. it was actually my water heater busted. Uh-huh. Right? So I was in the middle of replacing it and I didn't, it, this is like a fucking side quest here, but apparently when you install a fucking heater, you got to read all the instructions and you're not supposed to turn the power on until the coil is wet because then it'll fucking dry fire it and burn it out, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped by the house real quick to see if like maybe it just, the water needed, cause my water was ice cold in the middle of fucking winter. Yeah. Right. His birthday's in January. So it was on his birthday. And so I stopped at the house. So I was like, man, there's a top coil and a bottom coil. And I was like, well, maybe it's been enough time. The water's hot enough, whatever. It was not at all. And I, then I was like, well, okay, I, I, I fried the top coil. And when I pulled it out to replace it, I realized like 
Yeah, fucked up. Because it was like, it literally like fell apart as I took that's, it out. That's terrible shit. You got to fucking learn. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so then I get a call as I'm like waiting on my water to warm up and it never does. And uh, my wife's aunt's like, hey. So Quinn cracked open his eyebrow. Um, I told Peyton. So just so you know about that, she wants to take him to the hospital, but I'm going to let you come look at it first. So I get there and, you know, his shit's bleeding. Yeah, but you're not, you're like, and oh. And I'm dad, you know, um, and so I'm not acting like it's nothing, but I'm definitely not like, we got to get you to the hospital because like, yeah, it's not I know, I know that I, I, I've had stitches in my forehead and my, my shit was like an inch deep. I cracked my head falling off my bike. Yeah. So that is a little slit. I'm like, ah, they're not going to stitch it, babe. And we end up getting charged 700 fucking dollars. Yeah, just to get it looked at. To, to get a, to get like super looping on it, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Piss me off. Whatever. Ugh. It, Ugh. whatever. So yeah. In, in the end, it, I don't miss that $700. I've made it back. Whatever. I'm fine. It didn't break me. But still, man, like, yeah, I mean, I could find Come a million on, other man. things to spend seven hundred dollars on right now, uh, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, um, but uh, damn, where was I going? With this? Oh, coming full circle. When I split my forehead open, my dad drove me to the hospital on post because he was in the army, and I was like, I'm laying in the back, fucking bleeding, fucking head wrap from the fire step. My dad he, took me to the fire station up the road. They wrapped my head, and uh. I was like, Dad, are you speeding? And he was like, yes. I was like, well, don't. You're going to get in trouble. I'm driving my son to the hospital. And he's like, Daddy, are you speeding? I was like, get the fuck out of here. Get, like, what is this shit? (laughs) Why are you asking me this right now? Because I'm like, yeah, buddy, I'm speeding. I'm trying to beat your mom to the hospital. He's like, like, well, slow down. Otherwise, the police are going to pull you over. And I was like... Dog, look, <laughs> like I'm gonna need this synchronicity to not happen right now. <laughs> it was Boy, just, if you don't shut up. it was so wild that like everything really does repeat itself. I said that to my dad. Now my child has said that to me. It, I just it just the the it's not coincidence. There's no fucking way it's coincidence. Otherwise, unless the same exact values were instilled in me as a child that my, you know, now are instilled in my son by me. I, that's the only other explanation I have is that like he has a predilection to protect his dad like I did. Dude, there's so much <laughs> like, we don't understand about the gene. It's so wild, man. Like one gene can just be anything. Right, right. And that could be genetic memory. Who fucking knows? Right. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. You know, like fucking. It's like when you're breeding snakes, and people are like, "Oh yeah, you know, you can hold these snakes. These are the aggressive snakes." But yeah. We, we bred these to be a lot more safer. Right. It's. I mean, it's the same way that we have fucking snoodles now. You know, snouts like yeah. snouts or poodle mix or a fucking a miniature fucking Doberman. A mi- just just imagine what they've done with us. Right, dog. Saying that's why they put fluoride in the water to make us more docile. They did it to the Jews in so, the concentration camps. Hear me, hear me out with this. Okay, right? go ahead. Someone was telling me they were like, "Have you been keeping up with like this Bill fucking Gates shit?" Fucking. I know that he wanted to like with the Fauci fin- thing. No. Okay. So the Fauci emails, I have not got a chance to like read them or anything. 
But you know, of, of like about yeah, I know them. of them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess with Fauci, it's like Fauci's invested in the Wuhan clinic and fucking Bill right. Gates. Yes, I know about that as well. Yes. So it's the, like, the one where the virus escaped from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like. Vouchy was invested to understand what it was like to make like super, so super virus. viruses yep. and stuff like that. And then Bill Gates was interested because he's also trying to implement nanotechnology. Right. You know, just I heard he also wants to thin the population like sixteen percent. So yeah, what I what this dude was telling me, he was like, so what's going on is now it's conspiracy, but it's crazy because it sounds very close. All right? Okay. So with with what's going on right now is they're they're he's like so what's going on is they're getting everybody to get used to getting these uh, relief checks or whatever right okay so so people are starting to be like oh you know I get more money not working right I could just get these checks right so then you start becoming what dependent on the government exactly so I guess the thing right now is like they've been paying farmers to like burn their crops or fucking sell their farmland to build housing so you're losing food yes right so they're like uh, he was like so what they're trying to do is they're trying to cause everyone to go on on benefits and they're trying to cause a food shortage within the next two three years so what's going to happen when there's a food shortage everybody's still going to be dependent on the government right even more now we need food we don't just need the money. We need the food. So I think our one saving grace is where I don't necessarily agree with like hardcore capitalism, but like conscious capitalism. What is that? Capitalism is like the society we live in where like it's a competitive market. Yeah, yeah. Where like a socialist society, if you go to like Ukraine, yeah. you know, everything, all the engineers get paid the same as a fucking per no, no. janitor. Yeah. You know what no. I mean? They don't get paid shit. So... The one thing that we have is the free market. Mm -hmm. And I think that will help combat that sort of situation. You know what I mean? Because there's enough people privy to not trusting the government, you know, to where if it came down to it, if it was accept this money from the government or never receive a check again, I'd be like, all right, fuck off. Like, I make my own money. Right. I do know that. Like, it's nice to have the check. It supplements my income. But mm -hmm. all the child tax credit coming in, that's going to go into my fucking savings account. Because I don't need that money to live. But but it's... I think the problem is there's just so much of a population that are not at that. Right. And I, I agree. So much people. But I'm, I'm of the mindset. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful it will balance out. You know? Because... As crazy as like conspiracy theories sound, you know, people know not to trust the government. Enough people know not to trust the government. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, you have the hardcore people that actually like voted for Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, I didn't vote, you I know, didn't vote either. because I don't, I didn't support Trump. I didn't support Biden. I, I supported like Andrew Yang. I didn't, I didn't like either of them. Right. And Yang, Yang was cool. I did, it, he never got to where I could I, do anything. I, I liked his police reform ideology you mm -hmm. know it wasn't defund the police it was give the police better training so that in stressful situations they don't shoot people oh, cool that makes sense yeah. because you can't live without the police the police are the civil servants is what they're supposed to be yeah yeah you know and he said um you know give every police officer 
uh, at least a purple belt in jujitsu. Cool, makes sense. I agree with that. Like I can get behind that. You know what I mean? I, There's I, different alternatives. I don't want a GED motherfucker holding a gun. I just don't. And I hate to be biased that way, but if education goes to a certain degree into intelligence and decision making and the way that you view the world, you know? Yeah. So if you are a motherfucker who's like, I don't even want to finish fucking high school. I just want to go be a police officer. I That tells me that you're a person who makes very rash decisions very quickly. You probably don't make the best decisions. I don't want you having a gun on your right side. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just shit like that. It's just, it's just little things where I was like, you know, if, if Andrew Yang would have been a front runner, I would have voted for that guy. Well, you know? I saw a thing they're fucking recounting the ballots or something like that. Yeah, I think a lot of that's Trump. And, and no, granted, more people voted for Biden than there are registered voters. So that's a thing. But there was also tampering with Trump's shit. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like we're too held on to the two-party system, mm-hmm. I think. And um, I actually had a guy... Do you remember Jeff Gott? Yeah. Okay. That guy told me I was fucking stupid because I said the two-party system was a sham. And I said, well, the founding fathers even agreed that the um, you should not have the two-party system because that creates too much division. He said, that's cool and everything, but the founding fathers weren't good politics. The founding fathers set the baseline to what we need. Like, that's... Exactly. The founding, the founding fathers, you know... <laughs> That's why they told you to keep your fucking guns. They said keep your guns. They said don't trust the two-party system. Like, y'all can fuck with the government. That's cool. They're going to help y'all. Yeah. But y'all need to keep your shit together. Yeah. 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 Like, the government will be here to act as a referee. They kept it simple. Right. They kept it simple because it's... They're a great military... There's no fine lines. They're great military generals. They're, They're terrible politicians. Get the fuck out of here. If you Our entire constitution is written by guys who are terrible politicians. Man, if you ask me, like I don't like any of them. Oh, me either. But if you if you got to give it up to one, I think Trump had it. I think Trump Trump was a good president. I think he was a good president. Ooh. He was he was an asshole, don't get me wrong. <laughs> so, I don't agree with some of the environmental shit that he passed. Oh, of course. You know, I don't think... Of course. I think that he... Okay, so what is right and wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he had the right uh, idea in mind. Yeah. Because I don't think he was acting facetiously. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think that he... I don't think he hates black people. I I feel like he was I don't think he hates Mexicans. You know what I mean? Like... Right. He was and, really in it to help. Right. I think he went about it the wrong way. Yes. And I think he is a very... People are like, oh, he's calculated. He knows what he's doing. I think that motherfucker pops out of the, off of the mouth a little bit too easy. And I don't think that shit is planned. I'm going to tell you one thing, dude. Becoming more of a made self-made person... Yeah. It's more hectic. Yeah. There's no... I'm a For prom- sure. I'm going to promise you there's no way this dude wakes up already knowing what he's going to do. Of course. I guarantee. Fuck his wife. His wife doesn't even like him. He has her for looks. Bro, he wakes up. (laughs) He wakes up. He does his probably little morning routine, and he says, "All right, what am I doing today?" Right. And you know what? You know what fucking killed me was that there was people that hung on every word he says. Mm -hmm. Like when he said, "Drink disinfectant." You're a fucking idiot. If you think he was serious, you probably should drink disinfectant. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, like. 
I I think that like I don't like that motherfucker. I don't I don't I don't like him as a figurehead for the country. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like and I never thought I'd say this. I thought I think Obama is a good figure for the country. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with all of his political stances, yeah. but he was a respectable individual. He had a good speaking voice. Mm-hmm. Trump is too easy to make fun of. He's but that's he is too easy to make fun of because that's just what the internet's going to do. Right. But now Joe Biden is too easy to make fun of and I'm not oh, being way too easy. and I'm not being biased. Way you know what I mean? Easy. I do, I I dislike Biden more than I dislike Trump. Oh yeah. And I think Trump is almost easier to make fun of than Biden. Biden is easy to make fun of for his obvious very obvious dementia. Yeah. Very fucking obvious dementia. <laughs> Uh, I also think that kind of motherfucker pretty much, I think he likes to touch kids. You know, I think that's kind of being brushed under the rug. No, I mean, you know? it's, it is. It completely is. Dude. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no way the way the shit he'd be doing with no. it. Yeah, there's no way. So, uh, but, and I, and I don't, I don't think Trump touches kids. I do think, and I, my buddy Daniel said it when he was on the podcast. He's a hookers, he's a hookers and blow kind of guy. Yeah, no, you that's know? it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's, he's a hooker's and blow good He's dude. he's a he he grew up very privileged and people really hung on that shit when he was like, My father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. Yeah, that was small to him because look what he made out of it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. No, you're it's you're hundred percent right, man. Now, to be fair, I was a closet Bernie Sanders supporter. <laughs> because I didn't want to be associated with the people that like outwardly supported him. Yeah. But I think some socialism mixed with our capitalism could be a good thing. I think our healthcare system is a fucking piece of shit. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, but that's why I kind of liked Trump because he, yeah, he, I didn't agree with a lot of the stuff he said, but it's again with life. You know, right. you're not going to agree with a bunch of shit that's going on. Correct. It's not going to make sense to you. Right. And I and I'm not even in a position to bitch about any president because I've never voted. You know what I mean? I I voted for Obama, but it was more of like I wasn't old my enough. My first year to vote, we need to yeah, let's vote. Right, we're gonna vote for the black guy. I wasn't I wasn't old enough to vote for him on either of his terms. Yep. You know, so, um, but uh, I could have voted for Trump. I could have voted for Hillary. I could have voted for Biden. Or I could have voted for Trump again. You know, and I just. I definitely wasn't gonna vote for fucking Hillary. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> like, I didn't vote for nobody. I've never voted for anybody. And but I was, like I said, I, but also my my point of view too is is from from the Mexicans that I tattoo all the time right. and whatnot. You know, I'm I'm always asking them during the the voting and whatnot. I would right. ask them like, hey, what do you guys think about Trump? You know, do you guys like Trump? Do you guys not like Trump? And a lot of them would tell me the same thing, man. Like. You know, no, we don't like Trump. We don't like things he says, you know, especially because we're Mexican. And he said those things that were kind of fucking uh, rude about Mexicans. But they were like, I'll tell you what, though. These last few years that Trump has been in office has been our most productive years. Right. You know, like overall, you know, like yeah. it just it just boomed. I mean, he was for jobs in America. He, you know. So you got to give him you got to give him those things cuz he he did he did some good. And I also I really as a as an unbiased standpoint when they banned him from social media, dog, that shouldn't be allowed to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was the president. You, you can't 
you shouldn't be allowed to ban the president from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, but then allow um, Al-Qaeda shit to pop up. You know what I mean? Not, not Al-Qaeda. What's, what's the ISIS? What's, what is it? Your Second Amendment? First Amendment? Second First Amendment, right. You have a right to free speech. But, the, but where they get murky is these privately owned companies. You know? And that's Facebook, where... Twitter. They're in Silicon Valley. So as soon as... You know, I mean, look at the shit show that California is. All those companies are based out of California. And they have to follow that liberal, like hardcore liberal agenda. Yeah, man. Where you like they and it's they, starting to come it's starting to come towards like you know nashville it's starting to right because but people are leaving california in mass like that's because, why the housing's so expensive right now dude. right yep and that's where like i think my dad was like you guys see how the housing bubble and your house is worth probably i'm like yeah but as soon as i be as soon as i'm a seller as soon as i sell i'm a buyer why would i do that you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not gonna do that shit. This house we bought for like 140 thousand or some shit like that. Oh, bro, you're 225. I'm on, sure on Zillow. I'm sure, but you like could, you could list. You could list it more than that. I could for sure yeah. because I've I've done shit to the house since then. Yep. You know, well, so people are gonna pay it. Yeah, but then like, where am I gonna live? Ex- well, so that's what happened with my parents. They sold their house off exit one right over here. Yeah, next to the school. And they, same thing like you, they bought it for like 140, but they sold it for like almost 300, dude. Fuck, that's crazy. Almost 300. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but then now they're struggling to find land because the plan was to buy land. Of course. But then as soon as they sold. They're buyers. They buyers. They're, they're buyers in the seller market. Fucking, dude, that land went from what? Three grand to an acre to now it's over 10. Right. And it's literally because people... A hundred thousand dollar home here is four hundred thousand dollars in California. Yep. So when people in California are looking at it, they're like, "It's only a hundred thousand." Of course, I'll take that. Offer them two hundred. There was a stupid oh this motherfucker. I was driving Quinn to karate. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker from California, in a Lamborghini, cut me off. Oh. You know that merge right on Trenton? Yeah. Where it goes from. Two lanes to one lane right yeah. by the school. Yeah. Cut me off. And I was like, you piece of shit. If I didn't have my kids with me, I would have let you hit me. They come in, bro. Oh, buddy. It's like California on the plate. And I would have milked it, it. California on the plate. Mm. And I was like, oh, if you would have hit me, I would have been like, ah, oh, no, my neck, bro. And my kids are in the car. You, oh, come on. Dude. Fuck. I, I would have paid off my house. Tell you that. That's man. That's it sucks. It really sucks that that's that's what it's come down to. Is that they're they're just so used to their living. Yep. And then they're gonna come over and they're and, and you it. and and see that's the thing is that like I had a buddy who was from New York City, right? He grew up there and he said, you know, New York City is a great place to be from. You don't ever want to move there. Yeah. Right. Because it's 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 a culture shock. You know, people are rude in New York. He came down south. He was living in Georgia, and some dude was like, "Hey, young man, how you doing?" He was like, "Fuck, you mean how I'm doing?" Uh, like, yeah, yeah. And, he, yeah, and they yeah. were like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! You gotta slow your roll." I can tell you not from here, bro. We live life a little bit easier down here, and that's where I appreciate coming from the south. Oh, yeah. Because 
we take some time, man. Like Bro, we, people yeah. are friendlier here in the South. Like you see somebody, and even if you don't say shit, you'd be like, "Yeah, give him a what's up." Like you make, hey, eye, Will, how you doing? Yeah, I don't you even make, know Will. Yeah, you make eye contact. You'd be like, "Yep." All right, quick, easy. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Yep. You know, I it did kind of fucking cut me up a little bit. I was at the liquor store, and the lady asked me, "You been doing good?" And I was like. Bro, yeah, they're checking I, in on you. But I was like, no, but like, usually people ask, you doing all right? Yeah. You know, she said, you've been doing good? I was like, doing good at what? Like, I just never heard it been asked like that before. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's Friday. What do you want me to do? Like, yeah. it was just like simple shit. Like, living in the South, man, you appreciate that small talk. You know what it I'm does. saying? Like that, it's almost like an immediate sense of community. You go to the store and like, cashier, you make a little small talk with the cashier you know, the, the person sweeping the floors, the person stocking the shelves, like... If you ain't never been in a fight before, you go to New York, you're going to fight somebody. Oh, dude. You're going to fight somebody. Be, well, but also, because I won't be disrespected, you know? And I feel like if I go to New York... Oh, bro, so, they're not going to be disrespected, and you're not going to be disrespected. Right, no, but I'm saying, like, I would feel like they're disrespecting me. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, hey, man, you might give me a hand? They'd be like, bro, I got my own shit to... What? Like, as soon as they, they snap back with that quick shit because they talk faster in New York... You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like it's kind of like Puerto Rican Spanish versus Mexican Spanish. Oh, fuck. Puerto Ricans be talking fast as shit. Hell yeah. First time I heard like because I grew up around Puerto Ricans, you know, so you hear that Spanish. Grow up around, and then you go around Mexican speaking Spanish. You're like, well, why are y'all talking so slow? I'm sure you remember the girls at high school table just fucking. Oh yeah, uh, we talking about Marlisa Wally. Yeah, and oh yeah, they're oh, yeah. super fat. I couldn't yeah. even understand them. Oh, uh, see, I grew up around Josh Costas and. You know, his mom oh pop goodness. off in the mouth in a fucking minute, oh bro. My like, goodness. God, dude. It was like, so like, you remember Ian Brown? Yeah. Ian. So, so Ian Brown is Mexican. So he came around. That's right. He yeah, was yeah. spending the night at my house going around Josh. His mom's popping off at the mouth and, you know, he's talking shit back to her like a punk. And uh, he was like, what is she saying? And I'm like, oh man, she's like mad about, you know, whatever, this, this, and that. Like, Trailing because to me that's normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, so but like I imagine coming from the south where, you know, you just talk, you just you just exist. You know, you go about your day and you make conversation. You go to New York, everything's so fast paced. You don't they don't have time to talk to people. Like oh hold up, I said what's up, say what's up back. I'm holding the door before you don't take advantage of me, bro. Yeah. You know, like. It's just, it's that little shit, like the Southern pleasantries where like, it's almost like you, you, you kind of like got to like, like the racism is there a little bit more, but then like you also have the politeness. So it's kind of like, what do you layer? You know, like you got to weed out the bad. And I feel like you bring those motherfuckers over from California, their vibes don't mix. You know what I'm saying? Like nope. they, nope. they're too opinionated, you know, they're, yeah. they're too... They won't. They won't. I don't even know, listen man. To other opinions, right? Like, they're just so stubborn. That's that's a good word. Very stubborn. Very fucking stubborn. And uh, I don't know, man. I just don't fuck with that shit. I used I, yeah. I used to dream about going out to California. Nope. Nope. No more. I have no fucking desire. Yeah. Like I'm gonna stay in the South. I'll, I'll fucking Kentucky, West Virginia, Ohio, even. You know. Yeah, but, many people have told me they've gone to california and they're like it's a fucking shithole it is a shithole i went i went to venice beach to the ferris wheel and i'm like oh that must have been amazing they're like no it was shithole yeah yeah california now granted 
what I would have loved to experience is California in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. the time of, like, free love, everyone, like, it was cool to hitchhike, you know, you could kind of just go out there and exist and make your way, you didn't really have to do much, it was kind of, like, laid back. Yeah, be your own vibe. Yeah, exactly. People, literally, people just vibing. And then now it's, you gotta, Yep. you got suits more. Yep, now you, now you live on, now, like, if you're homeless, you get pushed out to Skid Row, full yeah. of drugs, rape, murder. Yep. And then you can't get out of it. Exactly. You're stuck. Yep. Because you're homeless. Fucking. Not because you do drugs or anything, but just because you're homeless. Exactly. And that's where I've learned to be a little bit more sympathetic for people who are homeless. Most people who are homeless don't want to be homeless, man. You know what I'm saying? Like these motherfuckers out at exit four, they're not homeless. They're not homeless. Well, so... either that or they are choosing to be. The real homeless motherfuckers you find sleeping on the bridge that crosses over Riverside. Yeah. Yeah. So you you de- that's dude that's Camp City. Yeah. It's Camp City out there. I, I went running down there one morning when I was oh, in college. You fucked up. Uh, no, I didn't fuck up. They don't bug anybody. Oh, okay. They didn't bug. I, was, I mean, I was like 19 at the time. It was a okay. couple of years, like seven years ago. Yeah. But like, they didn't bug me. You know, they're sleeping. They're just trying to make their way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they get a meal from the Mana Cafe, get a box of food. I just didn't realize how like big that tent city is. Where is the tent city? Tent city. So you, that bridge, the Waffle House Bridge. Underneath, yes, because I went canoeing through there. I went canoeing. We started out at um, not Billy Dunlop, but over off Tiny Town, right up that hill. There's oh that, yeah 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 because you can jump yep. in that water and yep. if you go all the way down and go to Riverside, it leads out into Cumberland. Yeah yeah. I went canoeing there. That's five, like a six hour float in it. Nah, definitely. Maybe it's like six hours. I don't remember. It's a I, long float. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't take my kids on it. So I would take my kids up to Red River Campground or whatever. Or just take them out at Billy Dunlop. Right. You know, that one's not bad. Well, well, you go to Billy Dunlop, you got to fall into Red River, and then you go out to Cumberland. No, no, from Tiny Town. Oh, yeah, and then you get out at, at Billy yeah, Dunlop. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's that not, one's that's, only like an hour from Right. And there's no fucking RVs and, and currents and, and shit. And no, I'm saying like homeless people camping out. Oh. That's where I realized. I was like, oh. Well, what I saw was like, you went underneath the bridge, and then there's like a like a pathway of grass. Uh-huh. And there's like the Cumberland on one side and like a lake on the other side. Right. And in that middle of the path, it would lead to like an open area that was pretty much landlocked. Okay. And that's where the homeless people, it, it is whole city, like... As soon as you turn this corner where this house was, it was just like you see the tents and then you keep walking past like like I said, it's like landlocked, like a bridge, yeah. a land bridge pretty much. Yeah. And you just walk through there and it opens up and it's just an even bigger city of just a <sighs> community wild. of fucking homeless people. That's wild. I wonder how many of them got flushed out of um Frosty Morn. You know the meat packaging company oh, that was there? Oh, they yeah, tore yeah. they tore that building down. Oh, they finally did. Yep. Did you ever go in there? Yeah, I've been in there a few times. Wild. It's scary. Fucking crazy. It's scary. There's so much shit in there. Fucking recliners, mattresses, kids' toys. It's scary. Yeah. It, I think the one time I went, it's just crazy because you never see anyone. Ever. When you go. Yeah, dude, I didn't see anybody. But there's always people there. Yeah. Isn't that scary? And then I remember going in one room... It, it, we went like down whatever went in one room 
or it was like in, it felt like you're in the fucking middle of nowhere. Yeah. But you're like in the middle of frosty morns or something. Yep. And it's just pitch black, no lights. So you have your phone lights, right? Yeah. And then I like turned the corner to this one room, and it was pitch black. Uh huh. And there was like one little light at the very end of this room, and it's like you wouldn't even realize how big this fucking room is if it wasn't for that candle being lit all the way at the end of it. And then at that point, you're like, hell no. There's people, there's somebody, it's got to be somebody in this dark-ass room. Get the fuck out of here. In the middle of fucking Frosted Morns. Like, like you had to go through a few things and shit. Yeah. See, we went in there like seven deep. So, I mean, I had a few people with me. But we went, like, up to the old cafeteria, down to the basement where the fucking meat hooks were, like, all... Oh, so, so you went to the basement... Oh, yeah. ...when it wasn't flooded, though. We, yeah, we went onto the catwalk, we went onto the roof, fucking... Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I've been to those. I didn't go to the basement because it was flooded, because it was, like, severely flooded. Oh, yeah, no, see, when I went, it wasn't... It was not flooded. Yeah, and then, if you know, if you go... You know the stairways? Yeah. So if you went down, you know how like once you got to a certain level, it was flooded. No, because it wasn't flooded when I went. Oh, so you went. All, you were able to go all yeah. the way down. Yeah. Oh wow. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was not flooded at all. Because that's what that's where people were like, yeah, if you if you go to the very bottom, it would be flooded or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you like got in the water and came out the other side, it would be like a whole another room with the basement and shit. Mm. But it was yeah no it wasn't flooded when I went what? yeah it Dude, was you got lucky with that man yeah I guess so I guess so but like yeah man that shit was scary because um, I didn't have a smartphone at the time I was I was uh, I was struggling on a little flip phone because I, I my my iPhone had got waterlogged yeah so I had to rely on everybody else in their light no so I had to stay like right in the middle with that no, shit no dude no oh, that yeah. that shit is that's a scary place that was a cool place but you know it used to be a nightclub too. Really? They turned in... No, I think you're thinking of another spot, man. Clo- no, it was, farther down Riverside? No, it was... No, you're, you're talking about that lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a spot too, but Frosty Morns used to be... Really? They turned into a nightclub for a so little bit? So you know how like, you could enter in through like the front door or whatever? Yeah. And then you can exit out through like a, a back side or like yeah. a side door or whatever? So right as you're getting out to that side door, do you ever pay attention on that right-hand side? There's just like a big ballroom i did not so there's a big ballroom with pillars and that used to be a nightclub for a while what? so they closed everything else off but that used to be a nightclub for that's like crazy that's crazy damn you know there was a piano in there too and yeah. like yeah there's a piano out of tune and basement? shit uh somewhere in there like on like oh, the, yeah, yeah, on, yeah, on the yeah, on the, on the ground level yeah i've seen the you piano. can play it and there's like a couple keys out of tune and shit it makes it, it makes it a little more creepy so yeah. Yeah, I've been scared there. I went one time and there, there was we, we turned a corner and there was a dude just in a room. We didn't know where he was. We didn't see him, but we just heard him like ah. Just oh fuck, man! Oh, uh, dude, I'm pretty sure he did it to scare us. Oh yeah, he did for sure. But oh my god, it's the scariest shit when you're in a room like that. Mm-hmm. You can't see beyond your own fucking oh, hand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you just hear someone just oh, and you know they're like right there. And they could fucking kill you if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. God I wonder damn. if anybody has. Died in there? Yeah. No fucking doubt. You know how many bodies are in the Cumberland, bro? 
It'd be so easy to kill somebody in there because you're not supposed to be there. So you don't tell anybody you're going, you know? So then you show up there. There's some fucking like schizo homeless guy, you know, who's homeless because it's not his fault. He's just fucking crazy. And he kills you because you're in there to fucking steal his pebbles. And then he just dumps you in the fucking Red River right by uh, Two Rivers Mall. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Telling you that shit is scary, and I know females that have gone in there, and I'm like, yeah, oh, wow, you're dumb. yeah. The females just go with each other, or something. Yep. like just a group of two. No, like, oh, it's good. yeah, yeah. Two of them, two. Uh, we'll be safe. You're yeah, you dumb motherfuckers, man. Little white girls. Yep. 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 It's because they've never wearing been through booty real. shorts. Yep. Fucking. Uh huh. It's summer. They're wearing fucking spaghetti strap tank tops yeah, yeah, and booty yeah. shorts. Yep. Yeah. We're gonna get a frosty morn. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have fun dying. Yeah. Like, no fucking doubt. No fucking like it's so stupid, man. But that's a cool spot. That it was, is. That it, was a cool spot. Yeah, that's I wish sad. I wish they would have done more with it. Like they could have done some hipster shit, like turned it into some apartments, cleaned it up, got it to code. Could have made a lot of money off that, you know. And so it's just completely torn down. They now. tore it down. Tore it down. I I acted upset because I was like, man, maybe I was gonna go back there one day, but I wasn't gonna go back there. You know, I have too much shit to worry about now. Yeah, I have kids. It's just I don't know. Well, you know the the homeless that park that they made downtown was supposed to be money for homeless shelter. The commons area, yeah, yeah. really. The commons was canceled to from building a homeless shelter. So this is what I heard. The commons was built to because the governor like had some beef with Black Horse or whatever. So they so she approved the commons to be built to like fuck with the Black Horse business or something. And uh, th- that money came from the, the homeless shelter. That's fucked up. Yeah. So instead of building a homeless shelter, they built the commons. But then you got to ask the question, does building a homeless shelter um, promote being homeless? You know what I'm saying? It's a fine line. It's I don't a- think it promotes it, but Cause it like, don't solve the problem. Right, because if, if you're going to create a homeless shelter, what are you putting in place to help people get out of being homeless? Yeah. Are you providing... Um, a workforce program are you you know providing them which you know and it's it happens other places like you know you can buy them with free clothes people can donate clothes like okay go to your interview on this here's a place to take a shower real quick you know different shit like that you can't just build a homeless shelter because then that just gives the homeless people a place to sleep other than their tents i feel like that's how it is with the fucking unemployment and stuff like that you know yeah there, there has to be things implemented to where you're not taking advantage of a system. Right, and you have motivation to get a job. Right, you know? exactly. There has to be that positive reinforcement because if you can just live off the government, why would you not do that? I mean, that's what people are doing right now. Right, but see, I make more money doing what... Fortunately, I make more money doing what I'm doing than if I were to live off the government. So, you know... But then it's, it's also... Some people are not understanding because they are feel like they're valued more than what they really are. That entitlement shit, bro, and and I hate to sound like an old head, but I I get it. I get it. It's it's a it's a group of people that were told by their parents, "Oh, no, you're great. You're you're so good looking and you can do whatever you put your mind to." Like I hate to be that guy, but you can't do whatever you put your mind to. You can do a select few things that you put your mind to. You know, but like, like when I was younger, I wanted to be a pro skater. 
I was definitely never good enough to even be considered to be sponsored by any fucking company. Yeah. I wasn't even good enough to hang out at the skate park. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and my dad was the one that set that in fucking, like, in my head, he's like, you're not going to be a pro skater unless you start skating really fucking hard. And I didn't understand that until I started doing something that I was actually, I feel like I'm born to be good at being strong. You know, so I do that now and I realize the hard work that goes into doing something that you actually enjoy. And I was never going to be a pro skater, bro, ever. It didn't matter how hard I worked. I'm not Paul Rodriguez. That dude was born to skate. You know what I'm saying? Eric Costin, he was, he probably should have just came out the womb hitting a fucking 50 yeah. 50. You know, like it's, I can, now I can step back and I can, I enjoy skating more now as, a person who realized like I'm never gonna be pro, bro. I'm just so I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna fucking like I fucking skate with my son. You know? Mm-hmm. We don't skate as much as I would like to, but like, no, I haven't even picked up a board in years. It's liberating. It's but I tell you what, it's different falling at two hundred and fifty pounds versus hundred and forty. I get mad, bro. I hit the ground and I'm like, this doesn't feel right, man. Ugh. This does not feel right. Yeah, last time I rode a board I just cruised. Yeah. I felt like an old ass man just cruising around the skate park. I finally like really cleanly landed a kickflip. <laughs> like very like purposely was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Shit. Like it's, it's, just, it's just, it's more fun now because I know I'm not going to do anything with it at all. I don't have that fantasy in my head. You know, I was never going to do it. I just didn't know it. Yeah. You know, I was too busy looking at like Chad Musk was my favorite fucking skater. I was like, man, he's so cool. I'm not going to be that good. Yeah. Nope. Trying to get fucking fat ass buttery kickflips. Oh man. I, I, but I still, I can still, I love watching skate videos when people fucking catch that shit, like catch a trick in the air. And stop and, it down. And, and the wheels clap in the ground and they're like, oh fuck. Like it I really. I saw some barracks videos not long ago. Really? Yeah, dude. I ain't seen them in forever. Like they're but... still doing shit? Yes, that's dude. wild. Yes, that's dude. wild. I I, w- I said the same thing. I was like, "Holy fuck, I can't believe these people are still doing this shit." Yeah. I mean, I, that's how out of touch I'm out of touch with skating so much that like I'll still talk about like Chris Cole. Yeah, I was just you know about I mean? to say like, like, like yeah, Nigel Houston is still my favorite skater. You know, because I read his fucking um, it was the it was the am it was the amateur issue of Trans World in 2007. I read his amateur interview and I was like, this guy really has it fucking figured out. It's when he had like long dreads and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's my favorite skater. And he's just remain my favorite skater because I, I'm not going to take the time to learn about other skaters. I have other, like I see other people and I'm like, well, they're really good. But like, I, I don't feel like the culture of skateboarding is the same as like when we were kids, you know, and it can't be, but it was more about skating when we were kids and less about the flashy shit. Nah, it's definitely flashy now. It's definitely flashy. Definitely flashy. I, I hate that material shit. To me, skating is skating, and you should appreciate skating for the culture around it, not the material things that you could do. I mean, that's what it was supposed to be. It was right. like that for a while, you know, but yeah. then that corporateness yep. took over. Yeah, they, they saw that opportunity. They started doing Supreme and Obey and fucking... Yep. And I, I really think companies like DGK kind of kicked it off as much as I love Stevie Williams and mm-hmm. Josh Kalis and shit. Mm-hmm. I have a Josh Kalis board, you know. Uh, I love DGK, but I think they helped usher in that that materialism in skating. Yeah, they did. They so, did. It's Diamond fucking... 
all that shit, and now that thrasher of all things is a fucking fashion statement, kills me. Like, <laughs> kids who don't skate wear thrasher. Who would have thought, dude? I used to think right? those shirts were so lame. Exactly. I used to think those shirts were and, so lame. And that's, but it's also sort of like, you know what I found out? Is that the guys who, who made this magazine back in the day called Big Brother... Very fucking risky magazine. Like they like had an article on how to kill yourself. Yeah. Right. They founded World Industries. But you remember when we were in school, World Industries was a fucking loser company. Yeah. Yeah. It's that same shit where like we were bashing World Industries. We weren't giving it the respect it deserved of like being the pioneer of that punk form of skating. Yeah. Now Thrasher, which was like the magazine that pushed the envelope over Trans World when we were kids. Now kids wear Thrasher as a fucking fashion statement you're like like yeah. it was a magazine like it was it was just a magazine and now you're wearing it as a designer clothing that's crazy it's yeah. i appreciate the exposure it can get like the naruto like my hat you know was naruto and primitive yeah yeah you know paul rodriguez's company uh but it's just so designer it you know what man. i mean yeah it's like all anime is like like you take you take something that was niche like skating and something that was niche like anime you mix it together and all of a sudden everybody is a fucking Naruto DBZ fan and they love Thrasher I think I was I think I had it wasn't even my shirt but I think I had a Thrasher shirt on at one point <laughs> and I, I shit you not someone came up to me and was like do you even fucking know Thrasher <laughs> that's the new that's the new name five songs is that the thing yeah, that's the new name five songs. Like, you see someone with a Nirvana shirt, and you're like, I bet you can't. When did Kurt Cobain die? You know? What? Yeah. Yeah. But, what? But however, however, I do not support people wearing band shirts that they don't listen to. Yes. I mean, of course. Yeah. But, but like, just like I think you shouldn't wear a Thrasher if you don't fucking skate. It's, it's, I'm going to wear some band shirts, and if you ask me name five, I'll probably name two, and I'll be like, bro, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that one song. Yeah, you know, like if I can it's name a five that one song. If, if if it's a pop, if it's a pop band, yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I really like Post Malone, I can fuck with Post Malone, but like I can only name his mainstream shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But however, if I see you wearing a Velvet Underground shirt, I'd be like, "Who produced Velvet Underground, bro?" <laughs> They're gonna be like, "I don't even know. It was Andy Warhol. You fucking poser, take that shirt off." Like, <laughs> I will be that way. I think that's what that dude was trying to get at me with yeah. the Thrasher shirt. Do you, do you even fucking skate? Oh, dude, I was I was like, man, I ain't picked up a fucking board in years. This, I might have got this Echo Wheel or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Know. Yeah. Like, get out of here with that shit. Yeah. Come on, but, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I sympathize with that guy. I don't know. Ah! I, I do. I do, man. I, 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 can't, I can't even fucking front. Like, oh, man. You know, it's because... It's, it, I just hate seeing something I loved so much growing up becoming a fashion statement. You know, it's it's exactly like the Ramones symbol was a fashion statement. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I've always I've always been very big and like if you don't listen to that band, don't wear that shirt, man. Like to me, that's like part of your identity. Part of my music is my identity. Like I could get that. Like I could get that. I love I love the Cure. I love Joy Division. I love fucking. But like I also don't even wear banties. I, I, I wouldn't worn, have got I wouldn't have got this Cowboy Bebop shirt if I hadn't watched all of Cowboy Bebop. I haven't. I have worn some shirts that I thought looked good. Yeah, I, I wore, didn't realize were band shirts or something. I, I wore a Sex Pistols shirt in middle school just because it said sex, and I didn't even like Sex Pistols back then. 
Like Dude, I, the teachers are just like yeah, like oh, you can't wear that at school. It was like bright fucking yellow with like bright pink sex pistols, and I was like, yeah, it says sex. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, whatever. And those teachers are like, you fucking poser. Can you name five? Songs? <laughs> <laughs> name one song other than Anarchy in the UK. Uh, uh, God save the Queen. Uh, not that one either. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I've I mean, I've done it too. Like, I pretend to be a really big Wiz, Wiz Khalifa fan, but I only liked like two of his songs. He's fell off really bad for me. He has, but I listened to his interview on Joe Rogan. It was really good. I, I respect him as an artist. Don't remember if I saw that one. Uh, I mean, it's just recent. It's just stuff recently. It's just not my. He's vibe. just he's just not there. You know, yeah. or whatever. Like Eminem. Like Eminem, bro. He should have quit while he was ahead. You know, he probably shouldn't have. Just, Pretended to have that beef with MGK. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, MGK's the beef for just his thing was just, like, you need to go back to talking about raping bitches and shit. Yeah, man. That's kind of how I feel about Tyler, the creator. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like, for sure. his new Sunshine and Love shit. No, man. I, no. I miss that satanic uh, yep. Odd Future shit, man. Yep. I miss him talking about raping pregnant bitches, telling my friends I had a threesome. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, Tron Cat was my shit. Fucking Bastard was great. Like, now it's just... I'm gay. Is that what it is? <laughs> he's now? gay. He's gay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Him and Jaden Smith. Are okay. you serious? Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Dead serious. Him and Jaden Smith. Yep. When did this happen? Uh, a while ago, like a year ago. At what? Least. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler was like, I feel like I dropped hints about it forever, you know. So. I think uh, he was with. I, th- I dude, but it's so funny, because who was it? Kurt Cobain that was. Gay or something like that, or no, or Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean was gay. He was friends with Frank Ocean. Yeah, uh, Frank Ocean started in Odd Future. Well, he started writing for people like Beyonce. Actually, yeah. I found that out. Wow. And then he linked up with Odd Future, which wow. I love. I so lo- he wrote some stuff for Odd Future then. Frank Ocean. Yeah. He was in Odd Future. He was part of the Odd Future group. What? I'm about to have to look and see. About like with like, like a like a. Domo and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. What? An Earl sweatshirt. What? Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, for real. So I, I, but it's really funny that you say you say Tyler's gay because I saw this interview where he was he talking about yeah I was with Frank Ocean and they were like so how did when was the first time you realized that he might have been gay and he was like man I was with Frank Ocean and I realized he took the frosting off of his pop tarts. and i was like oh you're taking frosting off your pop darts you fucking gay you know and it's like i think he was making a joke out of it yeah yeah but it's like i I did he did seriously answer that though he was like hey man i think i might be gay he was like i mean shit cool do you he's like i was one of the first people he told and i was like yeah yeah whatever yeah you know it's so funny. Because and he that- he said it in that song oldie that was on the odd future album he was like i'm high and i'm bi wait i mean i'm straight Oh, he was yeah. he was t- he was telling us we just didn't fucking take it serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Tyler Tyler did the same shit. Well, I mean, he t- at the same point he knew he was doing. He knew people oh, didn't take him seriously. He, yes, that's exactly why he said it. For sure, it was just another lyric for him to have. You know what I'm saying? Just and slowly throw that in there. Right, right. And but you know, Frank Ocean's a very talented artist. It doesn't matter if he's fucking gay. Ain't Jaden trying to like cut off his wingling or something? I think he was just wearing skirts for a little bit. 
I'm pretty sure I saw someone where he was trying to get his dick cut off. Ooh, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know about that, man. I don't. I didn't see anything about that. <laughs> That's terrible because, like, I love Karate Kid and shit. Yeah. So I just couldn't watch it the same. It's kind of like I can't watch Juno the same right now because Ellen Page transitioned into a dude. I'm like, are you really? Are you like? Oh yeah, that's right. She did transition to a dude. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it looks totally, dude. When I when I looked at it, I told someone, and they're like, yeah, that's Juno, and I was like, yeah. What? That's a great movie too. I fuck with that. That's ruined page. for me now. Yeah, absolutely ruined. I'm like, that's not even she. That chick doesn't even exist. Yep, she's just a made up character that fucked Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was I, a good I also really love Michael Sarah. Oh, Michael Sarah is great. Superbad has recently become one of my favorite comedies. Well, Superbad created some genre. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like there's one hundred percent specific genre. Yeah, and that's where I, I feel like Bill Hader is so underrated. Is that who? The, who Bill Hader. He was the cop. The cop that was with Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like he's so underrated. Oh, he does he's not. So underrated. He, he does not get enough credit for like what he did in that movie, man. I didn't even realize that was Seth Rogen in that movie. Oh, I did. I I, I did know that at least. I didn't know that. But, I think I saw it not long ago. Dave Franco's in that movie too. Yeah. 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 He, yeah I know. The, oh he's, my goodness. For like a split second, he's the kid on the soccer field. That was in like fifth grade. Yeah, people don't forget. He's talking about wetting his pants. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, crazy. Small world. Yeah. It's really small. Yeah, it's crazy looking back and seeing Seth Rogen and shit even. Him and Dave, him and James Franco have been doing shit since they were like teenagers. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I love that whole, that group of people. They make they, some of the funniest dude, fucking they movies. They make, yeah. And then on the more. Seth Rogen and James Franco together. <sighs> like for God. a fucking interview and it's, shit. It's like, it's like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Is that's like the step brothers? Oh yep. yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a dynamic duo that you. Can Isn't there a new one coming out? Uh, I know they did like a Sherlock Holmes thing, a while back. I don't know about I anything else. I heard something about a new step brother. A new step brothers. Yeah. They'd be careful. That's a that's one that's literally the funniest movie ever made, in my opinion. That is the funniest movie ever made. I've never laughed so hard at a fucking movie. That 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 is a good movie. Second funniest movie. Pineapple Express. Just off of... Oh, yeah. Just off of quotable lines. Oh, yeah. Like how well James Franco plays a fucking drug dealer. He's like, smell it. Smell it. Like all of his movements are just so fucking stonerish. Did the second one come out already? What? Step Brothers? Yeah. No. That's what they're talking about then. Bullshit. Get the, the fuck out of here. No. Yeah. Oh, God. They're going to ruin it, bro. I think they're going to ruin it. Oh, so they're just waiting to make sure that the new idea is going to be better than the first one. So they just don't want the second one to be a flop. Can't be. It, it cannot be better like, than the first one. I mean, one. it's got to be fucking good. Yeah, you don't get better than Step Brothers. I'm sorry. You, you just you fucking get, you don't. have to. You ain't got a know, choice. You I have mean, to. I've seen I've seen a lot of funny movies. None of them are as funny as Step Brothers. You seen The Conjuring, the new one? No, I want to. So I saw it today, and I've heard a lot of bad reviews. A lot of bad reviews? Is it good? Did Did you like it? That sucks. Cause I'm gonna take time out of my day. Out of my day, I don't have a lot of time to watch TV. You know, it's like we were talking about it. If you're watching like a marathon on it, yeah. But but like as a standalone, 
You ever watch that movie? Um, I was disappointed. You ever watch that movie with Bill Skarsgård? Uh, the Devil All the Time Mm-mm. is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's so good. It's it's weird. It's just weird enough without the without like being obscure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got uh, Tom Holland in it. It's got uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, the dude that played Neville in Harry Potter, uh, some like big name actors, and. It's just... Um, I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's just a movie about a bunch of like fucked up sequences of events where like two paths intertwine. And uh, it's like, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. really crazy. Like I'm there's a scene where the dude like crucifies a dog. Oh, so it's a pretty hectic movie. It's, it's fucking... It, it, will, it will fuck you up. Oh, it will fuck it's you not up. horror, is it? Uh, no, it's not horror. I don't know what to call it. It's its own genre, honestly. For real. Because it's like, I wouldn't call it a thriller because it's very story driven, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not just like jump scares and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, wild. It's wild. It's just a wild ass movie. Like you watch it, and you're like, wow, Tom Holland isn't just Spider Man. Ah, uh, yeah. that's what Tom Holland. Is. That's Tom Holland. Oh man, like, that's always really hard to do is to not, watch someone in a movie. Right. That's... But it's because he doesn't have the same Peter Parker voice. Mm. Yeah, he has a southern accent mm-hmm. and motherfucking Bill Skarsgård the guy who plays Pennywise in the new It movies that motherfucker too straight ass southern accent hey boy oh you pray to God right now it's his time like straight up like, I don't know how Swedish people do it they do it though they're really good at that shit I don't know yeah, that's always a funny thing when you watch an American movie or something. I get pissed when I find out people are British. Yeah, and you find out they have an accent. Yeah, you're like, like um, you're speaking perfect American English. Like the dude, the dude who played Batman, he's British. So he's got a bad accent. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. He's got a bad accent. Yep. Sounds nothing like. One hundred percent British, Mike. Yep. But you're probably like one of the most American. But he's Batman. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. Yeah. British. The guy that who played the, the guy who played Jax in uh, Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hunnam, British. The guy who plays Rick in Walking Dead, British. Yeah. Y'all speak perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how many takes they had to do to fucking. No, he's fucking perfect at it. He's fucking per- like Charlie Hunnam actually had to relearn how to have a British accent because he played Jax for so long. They know how to do it. They just don't do it. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Because as an American, we like to think we're like fairly neutral, or like we have our regional Southern accents, whatever. But like, you go to speak British, and like some people are really bad at having a British accent. Dude, I read this thing that these people—they're American, and they wanted their kid to. Speak. I read that too. So they spoke in a British accent. Yeah, they wanted her and to the have kid a was like, accent. "Why do you have a British accent? Your parents don't." Oh, they spoke like this. Uh, I would have a British accent when I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. They- that's so fucked up. That's how you create mental issues in your kid. Oh my god! So you didn't think that'd be like it. That's fucked up. I think I think that's fucked up. I think that's so fucked up. I would never do that to my kid. However, the first time my son did hear a British accent, he didn't understand that they were just speaking the same language in a different accent. So he was like, it was like a Stephen Maggie video on YouTube Kids, and he was like, "What is it? It's a caterpillar. Say it with me, caterpillar." We know that's a caterpillar. We pronounce our R's. He's like, Daddy, look, it's a caterpillar. And I was like, uh, 
the disconnect is so fucking wild. I was like, but it's Caterpillar. They're just saying it weird. Yeah. Like, nobody. Yeah. But it's it's funny because now he understands. Now he, he gets it. Like, so he knows. He he's, knows. he's heard enough accents. Is he smart enough to know those kind of things? Dude, he is so fucking smart. You say he's four? Yeah, bro. He used the word spectate the other day. Four years old. He told my sisters that they could spectate his game of hide and seek. So who do you learn spectate from? Fuck if I know, man. He says shit. <laughs> it's not he, in my vocabulary. He figured out that the word fragile meant that something could break easy. And he was three. He was three when he told me that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, I like to think I have a pretty vast vocabulary. I read a lot for that purpose. But this fucking kid, one day he was like, I was, uh, I was like, uh, I was talking to him. And he just went, "Daddy, fragile means something can break easy." <laughs> I was like, "Where'd you learn that, buddy?" He was like, "On a video, just yeah. like passing." He heard it. Yeah, that's fragile. And he fucking figured it out. Oh, you go. That means it can break easy. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, and he is obsessed with learning other languages. He wants, and that's I, good. Yeah, and, I, and I, I haven't been able to nurture that as much yet. I will, because I can't let him lose that. No, he wants man. to learn German. He wants to learn Spanish. He wants to learn fucking. Uh, my wife's cousin's husband is from Egypt. He speaks Arabic. He's like, Daddy, can you teach me Arabic? I said, No, buddy. You gotta go talk to Safe for that shit. Yeah. Like I don't speak. I don't know anything in Arabic. I know Baba means father, mm-hmm. because uh, my. His cousin, his little, my son's little cousin, calls his safe as his stepdad. He calls him Baba. So, I mean that that's especially when you start traveling, man. You know, like oh yeah, like that's it. Just opens so many more doors. Right, I have the German Rosetta Stone. I need to get that like going. Oh, like you just haven't really fucked with it. I have. I, I got to go get the installation disc out of another computer. Uh, you yeah. <laughs> still on the installation? I just haven't. I haven't found the time, man. Well, we're, we're on uploading this stuff now. What do you mean you still got the installation disc? Yeah, it's, it's your old, computer man. still has a disc reader. No, uh, I had to get. I had. I had to get a USB plug in. For I'm it. sure you did. I did. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, man? I, I even had to get a. Where is it? I have it in here. You said fuck. My we- fucking look at this shit right here. My computer, my laptop only had one USB plug-in, and I had to buy this shit. Oh, yeah, like a multiple USB to yep. be able to put... Oh, my God. It's yep. terrible. Yeah, it's wild. It's terrible. Like, and I see, I saw I didn't have a disk drive, because it was my first time buying a laptop as an adult. Yeah. You know, my last laptop I got, I was 17. I had a disk drive. Yeah. You know, so then I got this laptop. I was like, all right, cool. I was going to load an old Harry Potter game on there. And I was like... What the fuck? Like... I didn't even check if it had a disk drive. No fucking disk drive because I just assumed. Yeah. You know? And then it didn't have an SD card reader either. I have an adapter for that too. I just I just recently got my big boy adult computer too. And yeah. It's, it's like, what the fuck? It's, it's, it's skin and bones like because everything, you get it off the internet now. Because everything has a fucking five terabyte hard drive. It's wild. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. Holy fuck. What is five terabytes bigger than your 5,000 gigs? Bigger than you can even think of. Probably. Yeah, enough to fit literally all your entire entire childhood and then all of Wu-Tang's albums and then all of, you know, whatever. <laughs> and some more shit. You yeah. can download every movie in the world. Yeah. But. Never run out. We're going on four hours, man. 
So wow. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to cut it off here. No, you're good. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to let it get to that point, but then uh, the conversation just kept being too good, man. So, Dude, it's, it's what it is. It's going to keep <laughs> happening. Yeah. Well, we'll do another episode for sure whenever you uh, can make time for, for, for an old guy like me. Nah, we just got to plan it, man. That's oh, really for sure. It. Yeah, yeah. That's really it. But hell yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, man. Absolutely. Dude, it's it's those good conversations of fucking aliens and everything that just keeps drawing you back. Yeah, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have to, we'll, have to, we'll have to get some more subjects nailed down. That way we can talk more in depth about certain shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Hopefully by then we'll have fucking proof with the aliens and we can roll with that shit. Right, right. The Pentagon will be audited. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe. Hell uh, yeah. But, all right, man. Uh, go ahead and cut it off here, man. Yeah, go ahead. All right, take it easy.